Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name Hello. is... My name is Mark, and I am once again joined by that loud voice, who was Miles. Hello, Miles. Hello. And, of course, we're also joined by Jackie. Hello, Jackie. Hello. Jackie coming in all the way from across the table from me. Hello. And uh, it's a very long table. <laughs> it's it's one of those comically long, uh, you know, castle-sized dining. You ever see Coming to America? Anyway, this is a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, specifically the TV anime uh, that started in 2012. But we've also uh, covered the straight-to-home uh, OVAs, the uh, Japan TV drama Rohan series. Uh, and you can find all of our episodes on all things JoJo except the manga by going to anchor.fm slash jjbpod. It's in a weird order. We start with Diamond is Unbreakable. Uh, I don't have to tell you why. We just did. It's yeah. wherever you can find podcasts, not just on anchor.com. It's not on anchor.fm. It's dot .fm. And yes, we're on all the podcast platforms, but I think they already know that, you know? They're listening. We're on... They found uh, us. Spotify? They found us. Yeah, if someone gave you this as like an MP3 on a flash drive and said, psst, here, uh, you like anime? That could happen. Uh, then we're on all the podcast platforms, you know. Somebody in a trench coat with just USB sticks in the pockets? Yeah, exactly. Um, And, uh, you know, we know, we know, you don't have to tell us. We know that Stone Ocean Part 6 of the comic will be animated and coming out this December. Uh, but while we wait for that to happen, we've been covering other animes, some that we just thought sounded interesting, some that our listeners suggested or voted on, and some that our Patreon supporters have forced us to watch. And by that, I mean they, they just paid us money and suggested something. So this week, we are going to be talking about a silent voice, or the shape of voice, or koe no katachi. Uh, which is a 2016 movie you can find on Netflix. So I'm sure you've probably already seen it. Uh, but before we jump into all things that movie, before we, we start breaking down the plot, themes and r- responsibilities of a silent voice. It doesn't have responsibilities. It's, it's art. It doesn't matter. Characters. Uh, let's uh, first take a stop in our... Uh, response river because people sent us emails and like the flow of water we're gonna flow some responses to those emails okay that kind of worked right normally I, don't know. I know correspondence corner sounds like a place where we also read emails and I kind of made this only about responding but I really did not think about it at all so I'm proud of myself I'm proud of you these are emails listeners send to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. You can write to us about the anime we said we're going to watch or something we already watched or JoJo's or almost anything. We'll read it. Well, we're not always going to read it. Not always. Some, put, put some thought into your letters. but we, We've skipped some. Yeah. Usually not because of any sort of lack of thought, though. We tend to read. No, well, sometimes. All right. Anyway, do you want to read this, <laughs> this email from uh, Kasun? Sure. This email is from Kasun. Subject line is Manganame. Personal fluff. Hey guys, I recently started watching the One Piece anime after having read 251 chapters of the manga. Reading, I thought One Piece was okay. 
watching so far has been a lot better to me already, besides a bit of a change involving a chef pirate's leg. Um, there have been manga I prefer over the anime as well, like Hunter x Hunter. Uh, so my question is, actual question, uh, what manga and anime have you both watched and read, and which versions of the stories do you prefer? Well, I guess that's all. Kasoon. P.S. The Cosmoceratops Richardson is the most horny. I don't know what that means. I think it's Cosmoceratops Richardsoni. Richardsoni. Okay. okay. I can't. Uh, is that like a Seinfeld thing? Is like Cosmo, like Kramer, and then he's Michael Richards? No. No, it's a real dinosaur. It's a real. Does it have a lot of horns? Is it the most horny it dinosaur? It does have a lot of horns. Oh, we figured it out. Yeah. We figured out the puzzle, Senpai Kasun. Thanks, Kasun. Do you think it's... What? Is it named after Cosmo Kramer? No, it's it's named after... Who, who, who named it Cosmo Ceratops? It's named... Well, the last name, the Richardson Oni, is a, a name for Scott Richardson who found it. Uh, as the generic name means ornate horned face. Hmm. Hmm. Um, maybe that's maybe the generic name means Cosmoceratops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cosmo, but what does co- what does Cosmo mean? I guess it means ornate. Hmm. Anyway, uh, what manga and anime have you watched and read both of, Jackie? Mm, it would only be horror manga, so just I guess Uzumaki, because I can't think of any other like. Well, we re- we haven't really seen Uzumaki. Th- there's a movie. It's live action. Yeah. Okay. Fine. That doesn't count. Um, but you read you read the other stories though that Junji Ito wrote, and we saw some of the Junji yeah, Ito we saw some anime. of those. Um, the Drifting Classroom I read, and I think I tried to watch some like weird live action of it, but it wasn't. I don't think it was good. You and these live action. Well, because they don't have anime. I they know, they I should know. make Drifting Classroom into an anime because it's very good. Um. Did I read anything else? Did you read or watch? Did you watch any Genshiken? Yes, I saw Genshiken and then you bought me the mangas for it. So I did read a couple of them. Oh, Parasite. Parasite's one. I I, I forgot I, you read that. I read, uh, I don't think I read all of Parasite, but I read like the first couple of volumes and we saw all of that. Um, but that's another one where I think I watched. No, actually, no. Parasite. I think I read the manga first. I did. I didn't read. That was. I, that's probably the only one that I read the manga first. Well, no, and Junji Ito. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Of course. But there's no like anime for that, really. But what do you prefer first of any of these pairings? I don't know. <laughs> I think for horror manga, for horror, I'll read the manga if it's good horror stuff. I like. I like that. Um. For like most other stuff, I don't really want to read, so I'm not going to, <laughs> and I'd rather just watch something. But like, you don't have impressions of both, like the written, like, there's no case where you think like, I liked the manga of for Genshiken better than the TV show of Genshiken. No. Or I liked the Parasite show more than I enjoyed reading Parasite comic. No. You just don't remember well enough? I think I I think I didn't like some of the voice acting choices for Parasite because I read the manga first and I had my own yeah, voice. That you always know? happens, yeah. Um I don't I don't really feel strongly. Um 
I might feel di- like there's like books that I've read that I like get mad. Like Alice in Wonderland is something that like I get mad about if like like the interpretation is wrong. <laughs> is it, if it's wrong, wow. Okay. Yeah. Miles, uh, how about you? Is there anything you've done uh, both read and watch? I think the only one is Love Hina. I think I might like the manga better because it goes longer. Oh, really? And it's also very funny. Interesting. How oh. long does it go? Damn, because it was a full 26 episode show, I think, right? Or 24? It's a full 26 episode show. I think they end the anime spoiler for Love Hina like, like right as they're about to go to college. I think the manga goes into like them being at college. It goes into the college years like Saved by the Bell. Ah, nice. I just remembered that I also read Gantz. Oh yeah, and we saw that CGI. Some movie. of it, I read some of Gantz, but mm-hmm. I but I but I watched the show, the anime first. You watched the anime of Gantz? Yeah. I never saw it. Really? Yeah, I've only read Gantz. Oh. I read I read all of Phase One or Act One, oh. whatever they call it. You really? I really like yeah. the anime. I like the anime, and then then I wanted to read the first couple issues, so I did. But like then I was like, yeah, nah, I, I don't I care should anymore. Look, I should look into that. We watched this the three D movie we a few watch, years ago. I know we should yeah. watch the anime. I like it. Okay. We should also watch more of Berserk because I haven't seen it and I want to. I also just want to hear Guts theme a million times. I know there's a 10-hour loop on YouTube, listeners. I'm sorry, Miles. Were you done with the... Is that the only one that you've read, Love Hina? I think that is maybe the only manga that I've read all the way through. Mm. It doesn't have to be all the way through, I don't think, right? I don't know. Um, I don't know. uh, I've read... And watch Jojo, and I think Jojo the manga is better. I think something about it feels more serious, and I mean, Araki's art is just, it's very special, I think, and it stands out from a lot of other manga and anime, and so I feel like, you know, the anime also tries to emulate that, but I think just all the good details lost. I'm sure anybody who's passionate about their own manga series, like One Piece, people probably feel the same way, but yeah, I don't know. That's just how I feel about JoJo. I feel like you're missing important, unique details if you don't look at the comic. Um, I, that being said, I've I've really enjoyed the JoJo anime, and I think they've made really good decisions throughout. Um, what else have I? I can't believe what's up. I can't believe Kasun read 251 chapters of One Piece and thought it was just okay. Like if it was just okay. <laughs> stop at 150 that is a good point yeah because you don't have to it's you don't have to read that it's called one piece it should be one chapter (laughs) you know not one piece of your life that you spent looking at that um i mean like because of this this podcast i've seen three episodes of berserk and i mean again you don't hear guts theme when you read the comic uh i like i kind of like azumanga dayo as a tv show because the voice performances are really funny and mm. because they're stretching a four panel comic into a show it gets really spacey and stupid and that gives it like a sort of different feeling and and again a feeling that is i have not seen in other anime either because i don't know times have changed or i haven't watched many other shows based on four panel comics when are they gonna adapt yotsubato that's a that's like a serial manga that the Azumanga guy did after, and that's never been adapted. I don't think I haven't kept up, kept in touch with this stuff. And there's probably other stuff that I've read and watched, but uh, JoJo is the big one. 
Oh, Trigun. Oh, and the Trigun manga is way better than the anime. I like the anime a lot, but the manga blows it out of the water. Damn. Oh. You know. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of the time for me with the anime, it's going to be the music. Where I'm mm. like, ah, oh, but you don't get to hear HT. And it's not like you open the Trigun manga and you just hear... It'd be cool if you did. It might also be annoying, though, if you were trying to read late at night. It's like one of those greeting cards that like has music in it. And you could just keep closing it going... But then you wake up your parents. Anyway, thanks for writing, Kasun. And I appreciate you highlighting your question and sticking it out from the rest of your email to be like, don't miss this. Yeah. There's a question Have we done that before? We probably have. Uh, yes, we've had, we've had listeners do that. Uh, Miles, do you want to read this next email? Yeah, uh, this is from Will. Subject line is a powerful movie. Hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well and hope you all enjoyed the film. A Silent Voice or A Shape of Voice is one of my favorite animated movies and movies in general. Although it can be an incredibly tough watch, I think the message is a really moving one. As a person who has battled a lot with self-hate and depression, this got me pretty hard the first time I watched it. Although I cannot compare my experiences to these characters, the struggles of these characters felt quite real. I think I've gotten emotional every time I've seen the movie. I'm sure you'll go a lot more into the themes and your thoughts about the movie in your discussion. So I guess my question mainly is, would you want to see more films animated or live action tackle these challenging themes as this movie does? Or... Have you seen any films that have done a better job if you don't think this movie handled it very well? Hope you're all taking care and giving yourself some quality self-care time as well. Best regards, Will. Thanks, Will. That's Thanks, a, a, Will. That's a deep question. Th- hard questions. Themes. I wish I prepared. <laughs> Should we answer this later? Hmm. Oh, yeah. I guess, yeah, that it feels more on topic with uh, with uh, actually... I'll write it down so we remember to talk okay. about it. Okay. Because I, I also want to give like trigger warnings before we actually start talking about the episode. Oh, good. So, oh, like, I'll put it on the episode t- uh, description. Would, would you say, Miles? You agree? I agree. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I would rather... Yeah, I think it's uh, that good call, Miles. Uh, we can answer that question later. Sorry! <laughs> Uh, I'll, uh, You'll have to keep listening to this dumb podcast. <laughs> gotta listen. Can't just turn it on for the emails. Uh, this this next email. Thanks, Will. Thank you, Will. This next email is from Tiger, and the subject line is suggestion and a funny meme. Hello, JoJo's Bizarre Pod crew. Big fan Tiger here again with a suggestion for the podcast and some other stuff. I was listening to previous episodes of the pod, and I think you guys should have more guests on to watch anime with you because the podcast truly becomes very enjoyable. When there are more anime lovers, weebs, or anime fans, normies. Your past collabs have also been really fun, and it's great to see you guys talk to other creators and share opinions and ideas. Anyways, I hope this email wasn't too long. Sorry if there are any grammatical mistakes, and have a great week. P.S. Of course I'm horny and will always be horny. Horny! P.P.S. Enjoy this meme. And I'm going to be honest, I don't get this meme. It's the, the, the text is... JoJo characters after fighting a guy with the power to make people age rapidly unless they're cold. And it's just Mista uh, dead, I don't remember, on the ground with three <laughs> bullet holes in his head yeah. and a lot of blood. And uh, boy, you know, if this is just like a joke because it's like straight on exactly what happened, <laughs> then I just, th- that's funny, but I don't remember how yeah. this goes down in part five. Do you mm-hmm. guys remember? No. Me neither. No. <laughs> well, we're the worst. I don't think there was an age rapidly unless they're cold. No, 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 no. That's uh, Grateful Dead. Really? Yeah. On the train. But is that where he gets 
shot? No. Is it? Does Mista get shot or die there? Maybe he doesn't die. This is a JoJo's podcast. It is a JoJo's <laughs> podcast. And this is we, the one thing we're supposed to know. <laughs> I'm opening the JoJo wiki. Oh, no. Uh, so shame. <laughs> we don't get the meme. <laughs> None of us. Oh, no. Is this one of these ads? Is it going to have an ad that pops up and makes me fucking... Just reads a bunch I of. I hope sh- this is still in the episode. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> just me trying, trying to, uh, uh, trying to get through a fan wiki page without, you know, getting hit with a bunch of ads. Oh, he doesn't die. Right, Sex Pistols number five. Stop the bullets with the aid of a piece of ice. Right, I vaguely remember that. Mista fortunately kept in his head. <laughs> Right, because he always wears that hat with the arrow. So he had a piece of ice in his head. What a ridiculous show. He had a piece of ice in his head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to stop him from aging or and, whatever. Yeah, I guess also to... Uh, yeah, right, 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 because it ages you. Yeah, so I think the, the meme there is just like... Yeah. <laughs> dead people be like, and they're just dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also would like to have more guests on Tiger. Um, we were supposed to have one this week. We were supposed to have one this week, but you know, but they flaked. We were, yeah. So I kind of expected them to. Sometimes people flake, you know. Sometimes. Who was it? Flake. Name names. I won't name. And names. there was another time. A co- we Put it in the chat. To, we were supposed to have a guest like a couple weeks ago, I think, and they also flaked. Yep. All right. It, so ha- it happens. It, it happens. It happens to every podcast, and I get it. Sometimes the day of, you're like, I don't really want to do a podcast right now. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Yeah. What is the difference? Like, why is an anime lover a weeb and an anime fan is a normie? I was about to ask a similar question. I was going to ask, have I been using normie wrong? Because I just, I like to, I I just like boring, boring people who are very mainstream. I think of like, that's my normie. That is, that's normie. Okay. Yeah. But like just being an anime fan, if that's normie, then I'm a normie, you know? Which is fine. I you guess. do a podcast about an anime. I know, so I'm an anime fan. I'm not an. An- I'm not a weeb. Am I a weeb? I guess listeners, you're not. Listeners, write in and tell me if I'm a weeb. You're but more, I don't think I am. You're more of a podcaster than you are a weeb. Yeah. To be a weeb, you I just have show to... up. I only watch the anime. Well, th- then again, like I'll watch the animes that we have to for this pod, and then I end up watching more of it because some of them I like. To be a, to be a weeb, you gotta like know stuff about Japan, and really watch a lot of anime, like as much as you do watch. Western media or native to your country or media. Or more. I think it's like you, it has or, to be more. Yeah, yeah, as much or more. It has to be like exclusively like that's what you watch and you just know a ton about Japan and like that's where you want to be. And you want to like convert to to Japanese like a, like a Rachel Dolezal situation, I think. That's, that's. Because I feel that way. I'm going <laughs> to. Stop. No, oh, oh, I'm kidding. That's, uh, I feel like that, uh, you don't have to be, you don't have to be. Perhaps I went too far. That to to be a weeb. I, I think like weeb is like a is like a, a term that people have reclaimed. You know? Yeah, it used to be basically it used to be people would say Wapanese if you were really into Japan. Yeah. And I think because I think there were also people online who would just be like, Oh my god, Japanese society is so much better or whatever. They would think yeah. like as though like one country or culture could be better than others. Yeah. But uh yeah, I think it's just like just, man, I wish I was Japanese so uh, bad. My my stupid I wanna be so kawaii. My stupid life and awful personality would fit in perfectly in a yeah. foreign country. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think weeb just now means do you really like anime? Um, 
And yeah, I think if, if you really have an anime-centric worldview, then to you, normies are people who don't like anime enough. You know? Yeah. I guess. But at this point, anime is like pretty mainstream, actually. I was actually having this conversation with someone recently. Um, uh, how they... they uh, they're actually, Talia, friend of the pod... Um, <laughs> uh, they they have a relative that that works at the mall, and there's like an like, I guess like an anime store that uh opened up at the mall. What? And apparently there's like lines out the door to get in. And I was like, oh yeah, we saw that in L.A. too. There were lines out the door to get into some anime stores in in the right. like um, Japanese area. Yeah, yeah. And like we've seen, and then we also saw that recently in um, near uh, Mitsuwa. N- near Mits near Mitsuwa, there's another anime store, and there was a line out the door to get in. Um, and and you go into Hot Topic, and there's a bunch of anime. I should have never sold all my stocks in anime. <laughs> <laughs> you go into Hot Topic, <laughs> and there's a bunch of anime stuff yeah so to the like, point where i will go into hot topic now like on yeah. purpose and be like what, where's the jojo shit what do you got yeah yeah so like that me like anime is mainstream now <laughs> anime is mainstream like if you for you to be really really a nerd like you have to and you need to go like beyond like plus ultra sorry i don't know I, you need to be like you need to be like really like knowledgeable you know about are. it or really like I collect all of the anime you know or watch like obscure stuff too because you know how nerds watch are obscure, there's obscure gonna stuff. there's gonna be stuff that are like for sure in like the mainstream normie anime uh, I use the word pantheon a lot I'm not sure what it means I'm gonna look it up but you know what I mean like I think if people are probably like oh if you just watch uh, of relating to or common to all the gods well you know uh, if you just watch Attack on Titan or yeah. you know naruto dragon ball or stuff well the, the popular what's the popular one now goblin slayer is one of the popular ones that has a bunch of shirts uh, in every store really you mean demon slayer demon slayer yeah demon slayer that's what i meant that's a very popular one yeah yeah if you only watch popular animes you you might not be a weeb but if you're learning like the kana or something if you're like you know going on duolingo or, or some shit you 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 might be a weeb there's different kinds of uh there's different kinds of nerds too right like you could you could like you could be really nerdy about a mainstream anime, but you're like so like you read all of the manga and you write fan fiction and you know what I mean? Like, and you've yeah. watched all the episodes a million times and you like memorize lines and like, you know, like all about the lore. Or if you just buy you know like one mean? kimono, then <laughs> and you don't like regret it and feel bad and try to return it. Like if you just like have kimonos or like samurai swords in your house, and but you, you only have seen Demon Slayer. I think you're a weeb. Yeah. You know? You got to go to anime. Con- if you go to anime conventions. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Normie, though, to me, like I, it's I know all artificial. I know We're kidding for the most part. I feel like Normie is like because Normie, I only heard from like anime nerds, basically. Like that's where I guess that term comes from. But I like to use I like to use it to mean boring people <laughs> like people who aren't don't even know about anime. Yeah, it's from like, I don't know if it's from like specifically incel culture, but it's just it's from like angry online people mm. who are like, yeah, normal people don't get me. Yeah. And yeah. I don't get them and I don't like them. You laugh at me because I'm different, but I laugh at you because you're all the same. Yeah. Which is a shirt you could probably find in Hot Topic. 100% you can. Hot Topic was like, it was cool because all the goth kids were into it. And if you were at all like interested in gothy shit, you'd go there. And then you're like, ew, who goes to Hot Topic? And now I'm 30 plus and they have anime stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to go into Hot Topic. Hot Topic was cool when they kept the lights off. Now the lights are on and 
children go in there with their parents and it's different. It has a different vibe. Yeah. Because their parents went to Hot Topic when they were 14. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Miles, please do not take your son to Hot Topic. He's too young to get all of the edgy What if he... Okay, they sell. Cool. I'm sure they sell baby onesies at, at Hot Topic, though. You oh, can get shit. him a little, yeah, little sure. anime. <laughs> yeah, get him a little. Uh, who's the guy who, who blew himself up in Dragon Ball? What's, what? Who didn't? Bl- Krillin. Krillin. Yeah, you can get him a little. <laughs> That's such a funny idea. I'm gonna look a little, a little <laughs> Krillin onesie. Miles like Miles he's, like he's, his, he's like small and bald, right? Isn't Krillin like that? We're gonna dress uh, Q up yeah. like uh, Krillin. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, I'm sorry if I got that wrong. I, I I don't really watch Dragon Ball. Jackie, do you want to read the next one from Chad? Um, did we answer everything about this email? I think we did. Okay. Next email. You didn't read an email? Did you read an email, Mark? I read that one. The one okay. about Yeah. This email is from Chad. Subject line is kids are jerks. Aloha JJ Bpot Ohana. Thank you for giving me Thank you for getting me to finally make time to watch a silent voice. I heard a lot of positive buzz about it when it hit theaters in Japan and again when it opened wider, but I tend to have a hard time willing myself to check out stories in any media uh, that are sad or difficult in nature. Anyway, here are some JoJo voice connections I found in A Silent Voice. Chubby curly-haired boy Tomohiro Nagatsuka shares his voice actor with part five JoJo Oh wow, Giorno Giovanna. Wow. What range? <laughs> uh, Pedro? Yeah. Who's Pedro? Pedro is the black Brazilian guy. You only see kind of towards the end. It's the main character's... How'd you know he was Brazilian? ...brother-in-law, because I read Wikipedia and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize they actually said his name. They don't. Oh, they don't. Okay. Um, Pedro sh- shares his voice actor with a uh, part four Speedwagon Foundation agent that informs... Jotaro that Joseph Joestar will be arriving at the Morio Harbor the next day. Um, Miyako Nishida, mother of the main character Shoya, um, shares her voice with part three enemy stand user Nena. Uh, or is it Nina? Is uh, it Nena or Nina? Miles, a German artist Nena. How do you pronounce that? I think it's Nina. I guess it's Nina. Okay. And also her stand Empress. Uh, sixth grade teacher turd glasses uh, Takeuchi shares his voice with part three and part five Joe Bro Magnifique uh, Jean-Pierre Polnareff uh, one additional but important thing if you or someone you know is struggling emotionally or having a hard time please call 1-800-273-TALK uh, talk is 8255 or text start to 741-741 if you're outside the United States, please search for and visit the International Association for Suicide Prevention website. Well, I hope everyone is doing okay and staying safe. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. I forgot to include the clip of the slap part two uh, that last week's anime Ace of Diamond reminded me of, seeing as the main character and his family apparently are big fans of slapping the crap out of people. I've seen this as a meme. Cool this video have you seen this where this guy just like goes around this, this outdoor gathering and slaps everybody no i haven't oh, seen it it's exactly it what it sounds like that's cool listeners in case you don't understand why chad linked the suicide prevention hotline it's because this uh movie that we're going to talk about uh one of the 
major themes is suicide. Another um, emailer also alluded to that. So in case you didn't know that, uh, that's a thing. We'll we'll give you a proper trigger warning later. Yeah. Uh, this email is from Sean. The subject line is not much to say this time. They wrote a lot, though. Email, Doesn't look like it. Uh, uh, oh, hey, JGB pod crew. Sean from Indiana here again. Indiana. It's been a few weeks since I wrote in, but I still listen to new eps on release. Hey, thanks, Sean. I'll try to keep it JoJo's related, but all I have this time is a few observations and questions. First, have any of you realized that Iggy is the only crusader with a non-colored stand? Kind of cool considering dogs are colorblind. Mm. Was this intentional? Is that true? Uh, well, dogs are color, I believe it. colorblind, and I feel like I've seen Iggy stand drawn with color somewhere. Yeah. I, I feel like I've seen that, but yeah, typically like in the fighting game and other places, it's just like sand. Mm. stand, so it's like, you know, they're in a place where sand has one color. It's not like one of those places you go to where you make a sculpture out of sand colors in a in a jar. Or like squand. Mm. <laughs> it's not like a squand <laughs> or floam. <laughs> I had squand. It was cool, but then after a while, it just it just became regular sand. Because <laughs> squand, uh, the cool squand. thing about it is that it's like underwater. You can build underwater sculptures, and it was cool. That is pretty cool. Like it's it's cool. in the water. Like, but when you take it out of the water, it's like dry sand. It was very cool. But I think it's squantabulous. But then, but then after a while, it just became regular sand, and I couldn't actually sculpt it no. at all. It was like weird. Yeah. Squand, you traitor. Miles, Secondly, go ahead. Yeah. after listening through every episode, again, probably the fourth time, wow, Sean, you like this show. Wow. I realized while you guys were discussing Pesci saying Frau, Miles says Frau Diavolo, and you can audibly pinpoint, <laughs> pin the point, Mark slightly panicked. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back happen? and listen. Do you remember this, Mark? I have done things <laughs> like that where you guys will get close to something and I'll make a noise that is just for the people who know Oh. what's up but it's 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 before the character diavolo is named or mentioned or anything mm. but because we're saying something like fra miles just thinks of the italian food fra diavolo i guess right as a full-blooded italian yeah, yeah. and i was just like oh just like my mama made i'm <laughs> my, just like your you a mamoni love your mama's pasta just like mama mia yeah made <laughs> anyway sorry uh Anyway, do you guys remember that JoJo's Battle Royale-style arcade game in Japan, Last Survivor? They've added Okuyasu and Risotto Nero Semi recently. Pretty cool stuff. Would you play this if it came out in America? Yes. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, for two JoJo's questions. Mark, do you think the name of Rohan's stand is foreshadowing future stands? Uh, without spoiling, his name and power are eerily similar to a future villain and the EOH stand. Mark, yes or no? Uh, what heaven's door? Mm-hmm. Sh shit, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what you're dancing around here, Sean. I'm trying. I'm like, are there? Well, don't tell us. There's it's... no Bob Dylan stand, is there? Anyway, <laughs> for everyone, which animal would you like to see get pierced with a stand arrow? What kind of stand would they get? Thanks for keeping up the great work. Love the pod. P.S. I'm going even further beyond super horny Jin Gato. I don't know what that I means. I don't either. Sent from the NJ Turnpike dimension. Yes. yes. Nice. You just pull over on the Turnpike to to write this email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, near uh, exit 11 before you're deciding if you want to get on the parkway or not. 
They got Wi-Fi on the whole turn. Is it 11 or 10 where you can go onto the, the parkway? It's one of those. I think it's 11. Dumps you right out near Clark and Westfield. Exit 145, I think, or 140. I don't know. There was a band that I listened to called The Gay Blades, and the lead singer's like stage name was Clark Westfield, and I always thought that was That's cool. That's funny, because I think I brought that up. on. We have an episode called Clark Westfield, and I think I said it sounds like someone's name. So God damn it. They had the same thought. Uh, I wouldn't like to see any animals get pierced with arrows, because I'm not a sicko. Um, mm. No. Uh, I, maybe a frog stand would be cool. See what oh. a frog would need, you know? I think a frog could like come up with uh like you know it was just like a, some stand that generates clouds and they can just jump on clouds and and you know jump around get higher than usual sorry what is super horny gingado i don't know look up super gado and see what it comes up comes uh to you with okay i would like to see a pig get a stand because pigs are smart and they're cute and i like them mm. pig should get a stand yeah, they might end up using their powers to put us in, in cages and murder us. You know? Yeah. It's hard to feed us, though, because unlike pigs, we won't eat everything. That's why apparently pigs are really easy to feed, because they just don't care. They'll eat whatever you put in front of them. Yeah, they're good. They are good. Oh, it's like Super Saiyan God, Yeah, Super Hornian God. Yeah. Mm. I get it. Have we had any listeners go ultra horny? Has that happened? <laughs> Anyway. I don't think so. Not yet. I don't know what the pig stand would be, though. Maybe they would fly. You know, when pigs fly. <laughs> <laughs> then everyone would have to do the it thing they were putting like, off. They get wings, and it's like, I don't know. It's just Red Bull. <laughs> it gives you wings. <laughs> okay. Maybe they'd get a power that lets them find truffles really easy. They just see it through the ground. You know? And what are truffles? They're mushrooms. Oh, they're mushrooms. I think fancy mushrooms. Yes, okay. And people use pigs to find them. Okay. But the pigs might just be able to, or maybe they just get the power to write. And they could write like, hey, you old dumb farmer, there's truffles out by this tree. I'm not going with you this time. Just go look. Anyway, I think I may have thought too hard on that one. Uh, okay. Those were emails sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. We should also tell you about something we mentioned before, which is our Patreon. Hooray! If you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, you can support the show. You get access to the Patreon feed, which has some bonus content for just $1 a month. Uh, for $3 a month, we will read your name out loud on this podcast as a means of saying thank you. Uh, we will now demonstrate that. We will execute phase Patreon thanks. So we would like to say thank you so much to Nick. Nocturnal. Martin. Christian. Lord Zendar. Chad. Katie. Dylan. Michael Kane. L- Michael. <laughs> Tyler. Tim. Austin. Kaden. Kenny. Jumbo. Bloof. Kasoon. Caleb. Shit, sorry. Can you do and Caleb? And Caleb. Yes. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. Thank you. You're the best. Woo! Around. Should uh, we thank them one by one? Oh, we just did that. Yeah, I think we did. I think they know. Uh, and of course, we also have a $15 tier, which if you just sub for one month at that level, meaning you just 
throw us 15 bones. Uh, we will watch the anime that you tell us to watch. So if you give us $15 and say, watch this sad anime movie, we'll do it. You'll know exactly how that goes in a little bit. Uh, but first, we're going to take a break. So let's do that. Let's stretch, get some water, uh, and get ready to dive deep. Deep. On a silent voice. In our feelings. All right. Let's start talking about the 2016 movie, A Silent Voice. But before we get there. Oh, shit. A warning. This uh, movie, and therefore this podcast, uh, talks about um, suicide, uh, depression, um, there's ableism, bullying, uh, bullying. Um, that's it. Lots of, lots of sad things, lots of hard, lots of hard topics, so. Not hot but, topics. But mostly those. Um, so if, you know. Just know that <laughs> and decide if you want to keep listening to us with yeah. that information. It also features uh, three hearing people talking about deafness a little bit. So we apologize yeah, if we're ignorant. We don't and we, know. We take we, any missteps, but we're not trying to. Yeah. We're not willfully ignorant. And I did some reading about deafness in Japan before we oh, cool. started recording. Good job, Mark. No problem. So, oh, you guys both praised me already. So do I not actually have to say anything? Yeah. Okay. We'll take it from I'll here. just say I did a ton of research on other stuff too. Uh, yeah. So A Silent Voice is a, yeah, it's a 2016 animated movie. It is based on a manga. Uh, a Silent Voice was pro- was uh, produced by Kyoto Animation, directed by Naoko Yamada and written by Reiko Yoshida. I believe those two, that pair also worked on the anime K-On or K-On, which mm. is uh, on my list of shows to watch. Because it's got an amazing ending song and it's about girls in a band. So it sounds cool. Um, believe it or not, this movie came out at the same time as Your Name. Oh. As another movie we've seen on this podcast, wow. Kimi no Nawa. Um, it got a ton of money in the box office and a ton of critical praise, including Best Animated Feature Film from the Japanese Movie Critics Awards, uh, Japan Academy Film Prize for Excellent Animation. And was nominated for something called a Mainichi Film Award. I don't know what that is. But yeah, people love this movie. It is very high up on my anime list as well. The big anime fan website. Uh, And Makoto Shinkai, who directed Your Name, said it was a fantastic piece of work. He may have just been, you know, being polite because it came out at the same time (laughs) as his big movie. But, you know. He's like, I got to say that because I want people to still like me and watch my movie. Yeah. I feel like these are those are two of the biggest anime movies like in a while. Yeah. Yeah. They came out at the same time. It's crazy, right? This opened this technically opened behind uh your name, but who gives a shit about box office anyway? Um The producers. I don't know if this is the best place to to put this, but the voice actor for Shoko in English, in the English dub, uh is a deaf actress. Mm. A deaf uh I don't know if That's she's good. normally a voice actor or what, but yeah. Um, but it's not in Japanese. In Japanese, no. It is a, a hearing lady. Uh, oh, okay, interesting. So, Wait, ja- who's who's the actress? Do we uh, for the English one? Oh, uh, I have it down here somewhere. Let's see here, Lexi Cowden or Coden. Lexi, yeah. Okay, just wondering if I knew her. 
Um, Jackie, you had mentioned that you wanted to... Uh, oh, and Ueno is voiced by Kira Buckland in English, friend of the show. Oh. Jackie, you had mentioned that you hey. had a structure for this podcast or a way that you wanted to summarize it or something? Yeah. So I think the way that I would like us to go through it is to talk about each kind of... Um, section of it so uh, and I, I can tell us when we can move on but basically like um you know the beginning where it starts with um you know we're introduced to the guy character and uh he's older and then we flash back to when they're in middle school and you know like so the, those kinds of different parts i'll kind of like i'm not gonna go like beat by beat like in my notes but i'll just kind of like this part like and then we can talk about um themes characters like I, I personally like the way that I um I think about this and we can we can do it all kinds of different ways, but I, I definitely want to kind of for each section to talk about um each character or like the main characters and kind of like you know, because I, I think the characters really like progress or change or something. I don't know. I saw I saw like growth with <laughs> the characters by the end. They're supposed to so, at least. But yeah, this movie yeah. is it's not about the plot. This movie is just about the characters, really, because yeah. in my opinion, it kind of loses a plot uh, at a certain what point. What does that mean, lose a plot? So just like after he begins to hang out with her again and stuff, like in no, the what second does that mean, movie, lose a plot, Mark? I'm kind of basically at a certain point in the movie, I was like, where is this film going? What are we following here besides their relationships? Mm. And I felt a little lost. Okay, I see. Um. And I realized because they left something out that was in the manga. Oh, you learned yeah. you learned this that there was something in the manga. Okay, mm-hmm. well, let's not worry about that for right now. Okay, uh, should we answer? Should we answer the question from Will now, or it's a big question. I don't even know how to can. answer. It. <laughs> Would you want to see more films, animated or live action, tackle these challenging themes as this movie does, or have you already seen movies that have done a better job? If you don't think this movie handled it very well. Mm. I didn't read this email before this podcast recording, so I can't think of any movies that handle these themes, like, I guess, deafness and suicide and depression. Yeah. But I would definitely like to see more movies tackle this. Yeah. I'm on the fence because I feel like I think this movie handled it very well. And I was worried, like, the themes are very after school special. Mm. And I feel like it can be done very badly. And I'm, I would be nervous about someone not executing it that well. I mean, hey, considering you just name-checked after-school specials, they're already trying to handle it, and in a lot of cases, not doing it very well anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think... Yeah, I think I think you just have to be careful with, with this subject matter, so... Mm-hmm. I think it would be good to have more... Because, like, with depression and suicide and stuff, like, it's good for... It's it's good like if you if you're someone going through that to kind of see someone I don't know like like see that you're not alone in those feelings you know and and like that like sometimes like when you're going through shit it's um it's it's sometimes like a good release to like feel it through another character and kind of like you're outside of that like that's not you that's not your situation but like you can kind of like think about like navigate those feelings like in a kind of safe way um and then it's i think it's also good for people who are 
not struggling through that to maybe empathize with people better. I think, and I think like, you know, uh, for people who are not going through that and can't like, and just like, you know, maybe they have a depressed friend or something and they're like, I don't, I don't, or, or even like, you know, someone, if you know someone who's hard of hearing or something, you're like, I don't really get them. You know, like, um, I think that like having exposure to, you know, people going through different situations and hard times and stuff like that, I think is also good for us to empathize and understand each other better, but it has to be handled right. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, like for the message to be, uh, for the message to come through properly. Yeah. Um, and I looked and I, you know, I looked for responses from, you know, deaf people, deaf Japanese people. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a, I guess former Japanese politician Rie Saito, who felt like the movie should be seen by educators and by children mm. to help them understand bullying and and mm. stuff. Um, and I saw people who are, are deaf and hearing. You know, I, I guess on I mean, being deaf or hard of hearing is a spectrum, right? But if I were to just say from either side of things, like some people felt like this was exploitative, and some mm. people did not feel that way, and they mm. thought it was uh, important and explained some of the things that they felt. Um, but that being said, yeah, I think people should tackle this themes. I, I would agree with you too, that, you know, they have to not just be like, oh, that's popular. That'll, you know, yeah. get money or whatever. It's like, you have to really understand it. And they had a, on the movie, cause the manga also has sign language, JSL, mm -hmm. Japanese sign language, but the movie, they actually had a deaf consultant there mm -hmm. to make sure that the sign language was spot on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's gotta be done with, um, input from people who have really been there i think yeah it's got to be authentic yeah. like good italian food it's got to be authentic mm -hmm. that's right all right so this, this movie is about where they play arcade games against each other right is that this one what are you talking about oh i know i'm just kidding what's that just, a reference no to? i just think after we had all the uh <laughs> these these deep topics it'd be funny to pretend i'm watching high score girl okay um so we can just start talking about it um i i can you just tell me what the characters' names are? Because I wrote, because I fucked up and wrote show. I wrote Show Chan for no, the girl. Oh, you fucked up. And then he's being called. Sh now they're both Show, and so now I I'm, think now he, I fucked up. One of them might have been Show Tan at one point. He is Shoya. Okay. And he, and she is Shoko. Okay. I think that Ko is often a female name. Ender. It means child. It does, but I think most of the time it's for girls. Okay. There's definitely Shoko men with that name too. And Shoya. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so this movie starts with um, a boy. We learn later that his name is Shoya. He has a calendar uh, for days in April that he's kind of um, he's he's older. He's like in high school. Um, he's and a teenager. He's a teenager, and he's like um, he has like tasks for each day and he's doing them and like crossing them off and so we kind of get like this montage of like he sells his video games all of them he like gives his mom like he leaves some money from for his mom from what he sold um from the video games um he's doing a couple a bunch of other stuff but like um it and then like there's like something marked off as like final day um and then you see him like go on go on a bridge and like he's just kind of like he he doesn't jump uh, but he's like kind of looking off onto the bridge 
He looks like he might do that. He's standing on the railing, I think. He's standing on the railing and there's like fireworks start and he's and I think he's surprised by the fireworks. Yeah, I think they startle him and he kind of is like, ah, never mind. Yeah. Um But yeah, to me it was pretty obvious what he was trying to do there, and I thought that that yeah. was like Well What? Yeah, I mean everyone said this movie was sad, and when we started on Netflix, it was like rated TV fourteen for fear, language, and suicide. Mm. And so definitely in the beginning and then for most of the movie i was like oh man oh man here it comes <laughs> yeah here it comes and spoiler alert nobody actually kills themselves in this movie right nobody dies correct someone dies but not everyone kills themselves wait who dies someone dies the grandma oh the grandma of that's true the, the, the nishimiyas yes that's Shoko. true um, and then we we get the old flash. Wait, wait, wait. Well, let's say let's say on this for a second. I was doing what you were talking about. I was saying we flash back, don't we? Yeah, but I don't want to move forward yet. I want to still talk about this. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um, like I I knew right away. Like when I saw that he was selling his video games and he was like paying off debt and he had like a checklist of stuff to do. I I knew, I because I, I know that that's a thing that like um people people who like uh. You know, it's where 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 that like kind of harming themselves or suicide isn't an impulse, but it's something that they like thought long and hard about. Um, they will like kind of like okay, well, I'm gonna leave you know all of my possessions to my little sister, and I'm gonna you know pay my you know settle my any debts or or like any anything that like you know I want to like, apologize or whatever like you know make sure it like whatever affairs I want to get in order before I go off and do this and like you plan exactly how you're going to do it and all of that so I was like damn um he's going to do it but I like that they I like I like that it was like the that's like good detail I think you know cuz it's realistic it shows that they're like doing research or maybe like it's you know maybe it's personal i don't know but it's like it's like realistic so i like that mm. and then we get a flashback to um middle school or what is it middle school elementary school i think it's technically elementary school but it's sixth grade so i i don't know yeah they're like 12 or 11 okay so they are young and they are young um there's an and so now we see um Shoya is a, is a young a young lad um and there's a new girl in school um named Shoko <laughs> oh, Can I make the letter K with my hand? I was trying to signal to Jackie that her name was Shoko and I don't know any sign language. You don't know any sign language? All right, I know thank you, right? Is that thank yes. you? Yes. I said thank you to my Uber driver who was uh, hard of hearing. Someone he we couldn't really communicate because I don't really know sign language, but um I said thank you at the end. <laughs> um in sign language. And I also know Isn't this I love you? I think I guess I shouldn't just guess, but good audio. I think it, it might be like this. Listeners at home, we are nailing all of these. <laughs> despite <signs>. despite how <laughs> unsure we sound, we're we're doing ASL. Perfectly. I know Apple from like when they taught the gorilla how to say Apple. Oh, sign language. You're talking about the gorilla that knows sign language. Coco. Coco. Yeah. Coco. Uh, they they have different sign language in Japan. Yep. J- uh, they have they have, they have JSL. That makes sense. Yeah, I know, but I'm but just for for me trying to tell Jackie K O over the table, I, it, it didn't work. Yeah, no, that that doesn't work. Her name was Shoko. 
yeah anyway so so she's new the teachers the teachers like all right students we have a new a new student uh but anyway yeah so she joins um she is hard of hearing um she communicates with she starts out communicating with everyone um with a notebook and she's like please communicate using the notebook she writes like please communicate with me using this notebook so people write in her notebook and she'll write in it and like and hold it up for people to see so that's this whole section but um i don't know i have i have a lot of thoughts about like each character in this part of it but she she ends up getting bullied like at first people like want to be friendly to her but they it seems like they find it like too much of a burden to like like actually like accommodate her yeah you know, because it's like, oh, we're all used to communicating in this way. And now we have to communicate this other way just for her, you know. And so they uh, start to resent her for it and like bully her because kids are kids are assholes anyway. You know, like, yes. it, it takes like, I don't know at what age you start to like realize that other people are also people with feelings that can get hurt and stuff. But um, at that age, everyone's an asshole. Like even people that go on to yeah. be good people. <laughs> um, and they end up just bullying her, making fun of her, making fun of her voice, you know, and she kind of has an awkward time because, um, you know, she she can't get all of the like clues like of other people communicating with. Um, she with sings, she sings in the choir and is like way early on singing. And they're, they, they're like, we're going to lose the choir competition. And in the manga, they do do lose the choir competition i think they actually like oh t- they play that out and oh wow and so she somehow. was in the choir the whole time and they I, ended up losing that's what i believe yeah. i saw in in the in the comic which is like i don't know it'd be weird if you were a choir judge for schools and you'd be like oh shit i don't want to give the the school that has the deaf girl i don't want to like not give it to them but mm-hmm. what if like all the hearing kids suck at singing you can't just give it to them because you feel bad yeah it's got to be hard to be a judge for kids choirs well, you shouldn't give anyone any any judgment because you feel bad, you know? It, like, they have to be good. <laughs> well, look, I agree, but I'm just saying it's not going to be easy. Um, yeah, this is... With this, I like how everyone, like, like there's blame to go around. Yes. In terms of, like, because, uh, like, the the teacher is also not kind of, like, sticking up for her either he's the one i hate the most <laughs> it's interesting because i didn't catch that from him but reading about him again in the manga they, they it seems to make it more implicitly that he's bothered by her and he, mm. he has laughed at things that the main character shoya has like mm. mocked her about or whatever whereas in this movie he didn't he didn't uh the he didn't te- laugh at anything yeah but he's so the teacher like in that situation like the adult in the room needs to be the one that like stops this culture of bullying this girl you know um and he doesn't do that and he's he also is like adding to her um like just like he, he helping makes, her stand out more he yeah or even like not not teaching her you know not teaching in a way that's a acco- that's accommodating to like that's going to work for all the students in the room because like like this is like a little a subtle thing that i noticed but like that maybe maybe it was obvious but like you know he he would be teaching and he's like okay everybody pay attention this is really important and then he turned around and wrote something on the and started to write on the board uh but like when he turned around like he's still talking 
And like, if he's still talking, yeah, like, yeah, I noticed you, that. Like, if you're if you can't hear him, then you're not going to know what he's saying. And so, hopefully, he wrote everything down on the board. But like, um, you know, I don't know. Like, he he would do things that would kind of single her out more. And when people started to bully her, and when like people would make fun of her in the classroom, like in front of everyone, like they wouldn't really get in trouble for it, you know. And like, yeah, he only really comes down on him after uh, there's like an investigation. Because her mom complains that yeah. she's lost like eight hearing aids. And that's when he's like, hey, show you. We all know it's you. Yeah. And I don't want to get too far okay, at, okay, at that okay. point yet. But like, um, but yeah, that was like, yeah, he was like, we all know it's you. It's like, well, yeah, if you knew, then what the hell? Why are you only doing something about it when the mom complains? Like after months of this And it happening. also wasn't just him. The teacher sucks. It, it wasn't just him. I'm saying it wasn't just show you. Yeah. Well, it's like everybody everybody in that room is to blame in some way because no one stopped it. No. You know what I mean? No, yeah. If you're just a kid, like you didn't st- you didn't st- stick up for her, you didn't try to be her friend, you didn't tell well, tell there these was, people to, there was to cut girl, it out. There was a girl that did try to be her friend. I mean, she eventually leaves, but um but no, I don't know. I mean I think everyone's to blame. Maybe some kids tried to step in and we don't Because everybody know, saw but... it too. Everybody saw it. Yeah. You know, they're not as to blame, though. <laughs> Certainly not as to blame. There's degrees. Uh, there's of also it. A, a, at some point. I don't know. This is too far forward, but they, they, you know, they take her 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 hearing aids and they like throw them around or throw them off the balcony, which to me was absurd. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he pulls them out of her ears once, which causes her to bleed in one ear. Uh, you could be doing permanent damage to her. Well, he. I think he did because yeah. she. Ha- I think they do. Yeah. She has yeah. a scar. He yeah. sees when they're grown up and she only wears a hearing aid in one ear which could yeah. be because her other ear is damaged beyond yeah. being able to hear anything yeah um which yeah is is awful and it's like that wasn't even like the big thing it seems like that triggered yeah any kind of discipline or any kind of change in the in the classroom it seemed like it was more like uh you know the parent of a kid yelled at us because yeah she's lost a bunch of money uh this first act or whatever the fuck it is, this first segment of the movie was definitely the hardest to watch. Mm. Um, it, it was rough. It was definitely heartbreaking. Oh, go ahead, Miles. School sucks. Yeah. And it, was, it sucked in like a very realistic way too that like would totally, I thought like this could, this could easily happen. Yeah, it yeah. did feel real because watching him, it was like, right, he's a kid yeah, and, he, and doesn't, he doesn't realize how rude he's being to a yeah. degree. Like in the beginning, I think he doesn't quite realize. He thinks he's being funny, you know? And he, it, like, that's the thing too. The, the, whole, the kids in the class are laughing, you know? Right. Like, so he is being funny. He's like encouraged to keep, like, there's nothing discouraging him. If anything, he's encouraged to keep doing it because it, like, it means that he's funny. It means that, like, other people like him, you and know? And she's too scared or too nice to really, like, get angry or cry all that often. Most of the time, she's she's apologizing because uh, she's... Right. She, uh, like, later, we find out that she kind of feels like she's a burden yeah. right. on everyone. I think I think that she reacts that way because she apologizes. When other people bully her, she apologizes to them or or, you know, I don't know. Or sometimes she even thanks them. <laughs> um... I think that, you know, we learn that she hates herself later. Um, I, I think that she thinks that she deserves to be treated that way. And she maybe, this is what I think. I think that she thinks she deserves to be treated that way. And if only she was like really nice and really apologetic and look, I'm so sorry for being a burden. I'm so sorry for, you know, making you all 
whatever whatever it is that like she's doing that like she thinks that she deserves it like people are acting this way because there's something wrong with me like an i and you know so yeah that's tough yeah and this this movie it's it does a thing where it doesn't explain every single thing that happens it jumps back and forth in time a little bit mm-hmm. but there's there's things here and there that you can uh infer but yeah it was just really heartbreaking especially when she would speak and the voice actress would do her like affected voice but she's trying to say like let's be friends or something yeah. and they would just be like i don't understand you you're so weird yeah or whatever. i was like this sucks to watch a girl be so nice and everyone just be such a piece of shit to her yeah um and i did read on like i, I looked at some reddit threads and other places and people were like did anybody here experience bullying like this when they mm. were talking about the movie with someone deaf and she was like, oh, I didn't experience anything like this, but I, you know, all the kids just always called me an alien or whatever. I was like, Jesus, that sucks. Like, that's just like not nearly as bad, but it's like a real testimony of someone just being like, oh yeah, they just told me I was an alien anytime <laughs> I talked. It was like, yeah. oh, it sucks ass. Um, I think also like you wouldn't, I mean, you, you, I'm sure, I'm sure she knew she was being bullied, but like there was probably a lot of stuff that she didn't even catch like she didn't even know what was happening you know like because there there were a couple times in the movie where she like she'll write down in her notebook like like oh what did they say like what's going on like some like basically catch me up because i couldn't follow that conversation um and people don't and so like she knows that she's being left out you know um and a lot of times it's like people were just making fun of her you know or talking about her um so that also sucks um, so it's like like she doesn't even really know the extent to the bullying, maybe, but like, I don't know. She probably knew she like I don't know how much she like realized like that they were talking about her, that they're making fun of her. I mean, they do throw a bunch of her hearing aids out the window and stuff. I mean, that's like the obvious stuff, but um, but yeah, it's like like I personally think everybody was to blame because it was happening so openly, you know, so publicly. It's not like uh. You know, people are getting bullied like after school, like someone's getting bullied after school and like you don't you don't know it because you don't. Yeah, you don't see it. It was happening in the classroom. I mostly you know? I mostly blame the kids directly and the teacher, though, because other kids, if if no one is really, you know, making a big if you're deal laughing out of about it, it, I think if you're laughing you about it, you're kids, if she's not crying or, you know, yelling at them about it. They might not really get it. And kids also are always like susceptible to peer pressure as are adults. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I feel like if you're just like, well, I'm not going to push back against the bully or whatever. And yeah, you like, know. I mainly, I mainly, mainly, I don't even blame the bully as much like, like the actual bullies as much as the teacher. Like the teacher yeah. is the one who like allowed it to happen and who, who let that like culture persist, you know? Yeah. And thinking about a specific example is when show Shoya yells into her ear with like a magazine, like he rolls up a book or something and yells. The teacher is just like Shoya. Yeah. Like he doesn't he doesn't like explain to him or like you know or like notice that Shoko's like freaked out because yeah. someone just yelled right into her hearing aid. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that was just an example of of him really neglecting things. But yeah, he could have also turned it into like teachable moments, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To show the kids he, you know that you can learn sign language or you should learn sign yeah. language. Um or to explain how the hearing aid works for uh, a deaf person or a hard of hearing yeah. person and uh, things like that. Instead, it's just like, kind of like, all right, let's move on and stop, yeah. stop being disruptive. And there's that, that scene that's also really sad is where like the music teacher comes in mm. and is like, Hey everyone, we're going to learn sign language. Um, and they're like, why should we have to learn sign language? And the yeah. girl Ueno specifically is like, but writing is easier for us. Like we yeah. can just write. 
Yeah. And then like you'd never see the music teacher again. Yeah. And so like the teacher mm. like didn't even like really explain like what like why this might be useful to you. Uh and so to I guess the from the kids' perspective, it's all just like, uh, we have to like learn a whole new language for this one girl. What yeah. a pain. Like, you know, whatever. Um Do you guys want to hear a little bit about deafness in Japan? Sure. Uh, yeah. By the way, apparently until like the 2010s or so, if you were deaf, you couldn't drive in Japan. Like they only recently really oh, started wow. to allow that kind of thing. And they also only recently recognized JSL or Japanese Sign Language as a separate language. Mm. Because apparently, I don't know how true this is in other uh, countries that have sign language. I have to imagine it is, but literacy is a problem among uh, deaf people be mm. because the way that they sign and stuff is not necessarily doesn't necessarily parallel the spoken or, or written language. Mm -hmm. So they become reliant on that, which is totally fine. They're allowed to become reliant on their method of communication, but they don't know how to read and write Japanese in the same way that the rest of us do, which uh. can be a problem because if you're, if you're trying to get a job, you're trying to function in society the way the society says you have to, yeah. you can't really do your job if you can't, if you're illiterate, mm -hmm. you know, because accounting balance sheets aren't written in sign language and stuff. There's no such thing. So um, that's an interesting thing. Apparently over there, yeah, they still, I mean, they do still see it as a disability. I think we largely do too. I think most places still see it as a disability of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they're still fighting for rights. I read something from this big deaf organization in Japan that was saying that they visited the United Kingdom and were really impressed with how like companies or institutions like are required to have interpreters and, yeah. and other things on site. Whereas in Japan, it's up to the business to have to like hire an interpreter. Mm. Um, so it's up to them. And like a lot of them, I guess probably don't want to. Right. Which is tough because I think businesses are required to have 2% of their workforce be uh, people with disabilities. That's in, in Japan, in Japan. Oh, okay. But like, and so, yes, deaf people are in demand because they don't have cognitive issues. So they can mm. technically they're capable of writing and, and reading just yeah. fine. Yeah. And they can just work on but like, they might the also, computer or something. Yeah. But they might yeah. also be like, oh, but then we have to have an interpreter and they feel weird about an interpreter being in a business meeting or something. Mm. Um, so it's sort of as you'd expect that seen as unfortunately as like a burden. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I, I also it sent me into this rabbit hole of just like oralism versus manualism in deafness which is not just japan what does that mean it's like the idea of like do we teach you how to read lips mm. um or amplify the hearing that you may already have because not everyone who's deaf has mm -hmm. zero uh, hearing ability whatsoever or do we focus on sign language and mm -hmm. teaching you sign language and hopefully teaching people around you sign language um so, yeah, it's a tricky thing. People are still discriminated against and there aren't accommodations made everywhere. Um, and I will say that a, a Japanese person on Quora, it's a very interesting post they wrote. They are a hearing person, of course. Of course, they're a hearing person. So I want to put that out there. But they were saying like, uh, he's like, we might watch American TV and see like, oh, there's a deaf lawyer mm -hmm. or a deaf whatever. And he's like, he wrote in parentheses, usually played by Marley Matlin. <laughs> Yeah. Or somebody. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, he's like. He's like. That's Love sort of. Her. He's like. That's a weird concept in Japan still. Mm. The idea of like someone who just needs an interpreter, or like a, a piece of tech, and then they're able to, you know, have a job that you'd imagine anybody having. Mm -hmm. Um. There's a subset of 
I, maybe it's not a subset, but there's like there's many deaf people don't think of themselves as disabled yes, at all. Yes, that's true. Because they can do everything that hearing people can do. Yeah. They communicate in a different way. Right. Yeah. And and you'll even see people write deaf with a capital D or a lowercase d depending on like is this part of the deaf community or is this just someone who you might broadly define as deaf. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, the disability thing is interesting because at least the thing that I was reading from the the sort of it was in 2013 the Japanese deaf I got I got to look it up again, god damn it. Um but they were saying like we need, you know, Japan needs to accommodate people with disabilities better. And so they were finding themselves in support of seeing it that way. And I think their logic made sense because like the United Nations, and this is so boring, sorry, people who like cartoons, <laughs> but like the United Nations has this convention about how countries should treat disabled people, right? Mm-hmm. And that in- explicitly includes deaf people. And so I guess if they think that like the Japanese government takes the UN convention seriously, mm-hmm. then they should think of themselves as disabled, you know, or maybe they do think of themselves that way as well. I don't know. But it's interesting that uh, there is sort of a practical argument for being like, it is a disability and therefore, you know, companies have to accommodate us because our government or international standards say they have to, you know? Yeah. So like the important thing, I guess, with like defining something as a disability or not is just like whether it's treated like by law as something that you need to accommodate? I think so. I mean, it may be important as well that people are treated the way they want to be treated, you know? Yeah. Right? They think of themselves as disabled or not, but... But like, but like, why? Like, I, I guess I'm wondering, like, what, what is the importance of having a distinction or being able to... Because I don't know, there's a lot of disabilities that are like a... a that are um normal right and like accommodated i don't know if we call them disabilities but like um like having really poor eyesight you can wear contacts or glasses right like is that a disability i don't know but i mean there are there's certainly companies often will provide uh medical insurance that covers vision and stuff yeah you know and that might not be something that's written into law or codified by a big body like the united nations but uh it's a thing that some companies feel the need to provide for mm-hmm. whether or not it's technically a disability i don't know but maybe i don't know i guess yeah you could categorize that then as saying deafness that you have to um but uh, you know because it would be cool if like if you're you're being deaf is like as accommodated for as like having poor eyesight and being able to wear glasses and it's like a normal like just like some people wear glasses, some people have contacts and it's just like, and they can still function in society and stuff. Like the society is, is, is uh, not, there's no barriers for you. Yeah. But people in society do have disabilities. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can still function even if you, you file it under that. But I think that there, there are, you know, laws or conventions made that consider it a disability. And so that's why I think that some people may find it to be advantageous to call it such. Mm-hmm. Because then it is because then it's protected. ideally protected or provided protected. by yeah. Um, but yeah, the point anyway. The point is that's a little bit about um deafness in Japan. That apparently until recently they weren't allowed to to get driver's licenses and stuff. Um, and that a lot of it I think parallels at least the way I've seen people talk about it or treat it in the United States, where we are from. 
Um, so yeah, everything that happened in this movie, at least uh, in terms of how they treat her, did not strike me as impossible. Yeah. As an American. <laughs> um, I do feel like, I feel like there would have been Maybe, maybe not. I don't know because it seemed like the culture of that was just like bullying her was the norm. But like, I feel, I feel like there would probably be some kids who were like, "Oh, cool, she's deaf." You know, wouldn't there be? I feel like there would be well, some. They only have the one in this case, which is Sahara. Like were, yeah, and she's like already a nerd, I guess. Like people were like, "Oh, she dresses weird." She just has an ugly fashion sense. But. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, but she's nice. Um, but I feel, I feel like, yeah, there... I don't know. I feel like there would be some kids who would be like oh she's deaf i want to learn more you know yeah like that's interesting yeah but and i feel like i remember that from school too but i'm sure there's also some classrooms where that doesn't happen yeah um so yeah he do do we want to talk about like all the bullying oh, there's also ueno we can talk about her i'm a little confused about her kind of what are you confused about she starts out being nice. She starts out being nice and like and like giving notes to um Shoko and stuff. Like she starts out being nice and then after a little while she's just like, "Oh, why do we have to learn sign language?" or like, "Uh, why why does the teacher like criticize me when I recite like when I'm in front of the class reading but doesn't say anything?" about Shoko, um, you know. Yeah, yeah, she got jealous of the way that the teacher just kind of glossed over Shoko's reading of of a passage yeah, without, out loud. without criticizing it, and it was, and she's like, "It's not fair. Why does she get special treatment?" I think that, like, so I think Ueno's whole deal is that she she just she thinks that this other girl is special and she doesn't like it. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't like that other people are treating this girl special and that everybody has to change for her. Um, and then and and so she was trying to be nice, and then Shoko was like, kind of becoming her friend and then she just like finds her like annoying and um doesn't like that she's kind of the center of attention in a way um and so then she starts bullying her and then she um she's kind of says later that like i started to bully you so that you would take the hint and leave but instead you'd like kept trying to be my friend and like um apologizing to me and she's like and i thought that was weird and annoying so like that's her deal. And later she also says that like she felt like she got Shoya in trouble and that made uh, Shoya get separated from his friend Shimada and Ueno. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ueno's a dumbass so she just blames Shoko for that rather than their own shitty behavior. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and that's something else the teacher does. Because like, sh- Shoko didn't do anything, anything except exist. Yeah. Like, that's all she did. Just try her best. Mm-hmm. She's just existed. She was, like, super nice to everyone. She didn't do anything. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that the, is that the teacher was happy to blame everything on Shoya, and the kids were also perfectly happy yeah. to be like, oh, yeah, it was just Shoya. And, and, like, the kid is then, I guess I'm moving into the next part, but the kid is then, like, bullied and... Uh, I don't want to get into that part yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just gonna say what happens to Shoya later also isn't fair either, and the teacher yeah. could have done something to uh, remedy that situation as well. The teacher, or yeah, the, the teacher, the teacher def- for sure sucks. The teacher yeah. is like the villain of this. He doesn't show. even dress up. Isn't he wearing like a tracksuit? <laughs> and he's got. I feel like the teacher was wearing a tracksuit in Flowers of Evil too. 
Yeah, and, and get on better glasses. If Maybe your kids it's just all say they're poop glasses, you know, dress up a little bit. But yeah, they fucking destroyed her hearing aids. This was fucked. Yeah. I did not like that. What was um, Kawhi, the girl with the braids, what was her deal? Um, I think she just was someone... She's just like a goody-goody. She's a goody-goody who's just into herself, and she apparently like would kind of giggle at the things yeah. that Shoyo would do, and she wouldn't stand up for it either, but she also was happy to be like, he sucks. Yeah. Yeah, because later on, I mean, this is all, like still jumping ahead a little bit, when they all blame... Uh, show you he's like but you did it too and he's like calling people out and like when he calls her out Kawhi, she's like i would never i'm a good person <laughs> you know and she just like really wants like she just fucking uses her tears to like <laughs> i didn't rem- i didn't specifically remember her actually laughing at anything he did i don't remember because yeah, the beginning moves fast yeah so, but i only looked it up later and saw. i think i think what's interesting about the beginning is it kind of sh- like this part this like this whole like this act i guess it shows that there's lots of different ways that you can bully someone it gives you, know? you all the tools you need to bully <laughs> but it's like you might not even think of yourself as a bully and you're a bully you know mm. like like if you're the if you're not actually bullying someone but you're like behind the person who is and you're giggling with them and you're like oh my gosh that's so funny oh yeah she's so weird and you're talking about like that's still you're still a bully you know you're part of the problem. Yeah. You got to do something, even if you're just going to go, hey, man, that's not cool. I don't think that's funny. Yeah. That's at least something. So school-age children listening. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> yeah. Just do that. All right. What, what's the next? Uh... Oh, no, no. We're not going to the next part yet. So the other thing I want to, uh, so also just mentioning, um, who's the other character? What's her name? Um, Sahara? Sahara is the one who actually helps her and tries to learn sign language. Yeah. She tries to learn sign language. She's nice and everything. But then she ends up like disappearing one day. She just like. She transfers. We find she out. transfers and doesn't tell anyone that that's happening. Um, uh, and what else? Oh, yeah. Um, he he takes her note. He takes. Um, so Shoya takes Shoko's notebook and he throws it in the water. In, yeah. In, in like, like a fountain. In like a fountain at school. Um. And this part I didn't really understand. So help me out here. Because he throws it in the water. And then she goes into the water to like search for it. Um, and then like kind of next thing you know, we see him in, in water. Yeah. And then he like goes home. And his mo- mom is like, why are you wet? So she and she apparently did not actually get her notebook out of the water then. I, they don't show it. But I think she goes looking for it and then decides to leave it. Yeah. Uh, it jumps ahead to after he has been called out okay. and made into the sort of scapegoat sin eater of the classroom and stuff i think the reason why it jumps ahead is because it's showing that when he's being bullied and someone throws his notebook in the fountain Mm. he realizes how shitty he was to shoko in that moment when he threw her notebook oh because he's starting to he starts to get bullied after after he's called out for being a bully right and again i think some of that's because the classmates want to just get rid of their own guilt by being like yeah you were the one who led it all yeah it was all your fault it's like so easy to like get kids to turn, you know what I mean? Like one minute he's like the popular funny kid in in class, you know? Like he didn't seem like he had like strong friendships, but like he was well liked in class, you know? He was like a class clown kind of kid. Yeah, a little he bit. Seemed. He seemed like he was a class clown. And then he, all of a sudden he's like the one that everybody hates and doesn't want to hang out with. I, yeah, I feel, Miles, do you remember there was a kid in our class who was always 
he was always a class clown. And then there was some kind of weird scare at our high school or middle school. This was like post Columbine. And I think teachers, faculty were always like scared of kids like snapping or something. And then from then on, he just like was really quiet and was tired of people or like he got tired of people laughing every time he spoke, even when he was trying to be serious. And then there was that weird like scare where people were worried about him. And then he was not class clown anymore. I do not remember this. Okay. I'll ask you about it later. But I thought of him a lot. How it's like the kid who in, at one level for, for like some years of school is like the funniest kid. And then everyone's just like, that kid is weird. That kid <laughs> is scary. And it's just like, Yep, and they internalize that. They don't even try to be yeah. funny anymore. It's just like they're a different person. Um, it's like your reputation or like what other people see you as is like who you are. Yeah. In that, in early like elementary school and stuff. Um, so yeah, so, so, um, so we've talked about this. That's, that, that happens, right? Like he gets called out in front of every, the teacher calls him out. Like we know that you're the one who's, you know, we, we know it's you. And like he ba- he gets in trouble for m- mostly just the hearing aids, like I think because that's the thing that like costs right. It's mostly money. that you've wasted her family's money. Yeah, because hearing aids are expensive, and she had to keep replacing them. Like I feel like I'm surprised it took that long though. Because how so, many hearing aids? They said that she replaced like eight hearing aids. Like I feel like after the first one, I'd be like. What is ha- or the second one? Well, the, what is happening? She over there? was protecting them, I believe, and so she probably kept telling her mom that she was forgetting them or losing them on yeah. her own. Yeah, which is weird, though. Why would a deaf person lose hearing aids all the yeah. time? I mean, kids lose everything, but yeah, what, what are you taking your hearing aids out for? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was. I thought I had the same thought, and I think the the idea was that she was she didn't want to. You know, she wanted to be friends with these kids. You yeah. know, she thought she had to earn that and whatever. So she didn't go home and say, "Kids threw my hearing aids everywhere." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. So then he goes home and he's all wet. Um. I guess because he got bullied. Um. So now he's getting bullied, and he so he he goes home, and the mom uh the mom gets a call from the the teacher or the principal or whoever, and his mom like l- learns everything, and so she's like come on, we're going to go over there right now to like, uh, so she, then the mom takes out money to, to pay back um, for all the damages, which is nice. And, uh, or I guess maybe not nice. I don't know. I guess she had to do that probably. Um, and they go over there to like apologize. Um, and his mom confronts her mom, like, you know, deeply apologizes, gives her money. And later we see that, um, Shoko's mom rips her earring. Do you, did you think she ripped it? Her own earring? No. Oh. Do you think Shoko ripped Shoya's mom's earring out, or do you think Shoya's mom did that to herself? Oh, I assumed that the other one ripped her earring because it looked like she was going to slap her or something. Didn't did it? it at one point look that way? I, I, don't I wasn't know. sure. But because, yeah, Shoko's mom is very scary. Yeah. Um, She's fiercely protective of her kids, which is mm. nice. Yeah, and uh, in the manga, they get into more. She actually blames Shoko for some stuff, actually. she Who does? Shoko's mom. Oh. She's actually worse about it. So in the manga, the backstory there is that, uh, and you know, the manga is not necessarily material to the movie, but it explains some stuff, uh, that uh, with her former husband, her former husband got her ill 
he he transmitted some virus to her, oh. which is what caused Shoko to be uh, born or deaf or to go deaf early, probably. Um, which is the thing I just told you about that happening with uh, that old actress. Remember Jean Tierney? I think anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then her then the husband leaves. Shoko's dad leaves the family, and so her mom does see her as a burden, right? Because she's a single mom raising, I think, two kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she's got she's got to deal with you know uh, being a single mom of two kids, and one of them has uh, a hearing issue or complete hearing loss, mm-hmm. and that is expensive and mm-hmm. uh, difficult. So she is just like a very fierce, scary woman, um, and yeah, she gets she's she's very pissed, and it seems like she yeah she may have ripped Shoya's mom's earring out to kind of mimic. I guess like the not quite mimic, but the yeah. the bleeding and yeah. pain from the ear that Shoko yeah. got yeah. when Shoya ripped her ear her hearing aids out. Yeah, but the mom that wasn't the mom's fault, you know. Well, I mean, I guess like you the, you you raised a shitty kid. I guess is the is the blame that the mom gets. Yeah, and if she's apologizing, she's taking some of the blame on, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, um, they they also like kind of on uh, Shoko ends up moving away. But like on her last day at the school, um, she and Shoya get into like kind of a fight that gets physical Um, because he was getting bullied at this point. And, you know, he was now getting bullied and she, I guess, is still getting bullied by him. (laughs) Um, uh, He was getting bullied. And so people wrote on his desk like, I don't know, like. I don't know. Go die. Like some shit. Yeah. Yeah. You suck. Um, And she was like trying to wipe it off his desk. Um, And he catches her doing this and is like, what What are you doing? You're so fucking weird. And um, yeah, this was a little bit too much for me where I was like, how can she still I know kids can take things on, but she how could she still be nice? No, she thinks it's her fault. She's like, now he's getting bullied because of me, you know? Because okay. <laughs> because my mom had to go and um you know like like make a big deal about it at the school. It's my fault, you know. It's my fault. He's getting bullied. He if he didn't get called out, this wouldn't be happening to him. Even though he's the one who was bullying her, you know, in the first place. I guess. And then I was also just yeah. Never. I don't know. Yeah. At first, at first, I did. I, I agree. I did. Un- I did not understand what she was doing i was like why why is she just apologizing all the time it's it 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 is it like didn't seem like realistic but kind of as the movie went on i kind of understood her more and and also realizing like that she is um you know she she has like really low self-esteem and she's like depressed and she like thinks of herself as a burden and stuff like it it makes sense like when you kind of look back you know what I didn't like in terms of like, cause th- yeah, what you're talking about is like, I think this movie does that well where you don't really understand what's happening to them as kids, but you understand it later, which yeah. is kind of how it, ha- how things work when you're kids, you grow up and you go, Oh, I was really shitty to her or, mm-hmm. Oh, that's what they meant. They were trying to help or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, I don't know if they do this in the Japanese version, but they, they subtitle in English. Every time she does the ASL for friends with mm-hmm. her hands clasped together, they subtitle it. So I didn't realize until later that Shoya didn't even know that that's what she was doing yeah like i just subconsciously i mean obviously how would he know yeah but i just subconsciously i knew what it meant no she would say she would say tomodachi yeah but she said it in her affected way because she yeah. she doesn't speak clearly because yeah. she's deaf 
So when he was like, what are you saying? What do you do? I was like, what is with him being so fucking aggressive out of nowhere? Mm. But then later we learned, similar to him sitting in the fountain, uh, that when he tries to say to her, like, could we be friends when they're in mm. high school? He's like, oh, that's what you were doing. Yeah. Um, I was like, I wish they didn't subtitle it. I wish they left it so that those of us who are hearing mm. watched that and were like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I like that they mostly did not subtitle the sign language. Yeah. I guess I'm realizing now that they were they were trying to subtitle her speaking. Yeah. But I guess they they could have subtitled it as just like end or something. Um, I guess they could have subtitled it halfway or but I don't know. Yeah. There's no good way to do it. It's my fault. I just uh, thought that that uh, that maybe he did know what she was saying and just uh, was being an asshole. But thinking about it later, it's like yeah, okay, I guess he didn't quite know and was just being impatient the way kids are when they hear somebody sound different. Yeah, he also didn't try to know. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't... He was just like, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, get away from me. You're weird, you know? Yeah. Like... Yeah. He didn't want to know. He didn't, like, want to, you know... Um. Anyway, so so that's that part. And then and then we flash forward. Yeah, we're out of... We're out of sixth grade now, and we're moving into... Like, high school. Yeah, high school, because... It's like they're like 17 or 18 yeah. close to they're like they're around 17. So it's it's a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and uh, at this point. So uh, one of the things on I got on his like to do list um, is to die list <laughs> is to give her back her notebook um, that was in the fountain. Um, so he shows up to her sign language class Um and he spots her and right. they're in a different school so he has to go over to her high school yeah well i don't know if that's even high school because there was different people in that like there were different age groups in that classroom there were like older okay. people there too well yeah the point is he didn't go to the same school as her at this point yeah yeah she moved away but he like you know he, he figured out where she was and he looks for her and he and and so he confronts her because he see he recognizes her she has longer hair now um she's older but she looks the same um and so, you know, he reaches out to her and he and she like runs away from him, <laughs> which I think is a good reaction. Um, she runs away from him, but he like really like wants her to talk to him. And he gives him her back his note. Uh, he gives her back her notebook and he starts like saying something to her in sign language. And she's like, oh, my God, you you can sign. And he's like, yeah, I learned it. Um, and she starts to tear up um and he says something like like uh you know do you want to be friends um i hated him at this point i hated him for most <laughs> of the movie i don't know how you all felt like i mean i i was i i felt bad for him or not felt bad i don't know like it just ignoring the fact that he's suicidal and, and depressed and stuff and like has his own shitty situation i was really upset with you know, one, him being a bully, but then also his reaction to, like, apologize and become her friend and try to help her and stuff. Like, it, it seems very, very, like, self-serving the entire time. It didn't seem like it was, like, what she They don't really address that, wanted. do they? No, they do. They bring it up, but I don't think they really resolve it. No, they do. I, okay. I, 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 I'll, I'll touch on those points as we get there, but, like, at this point, I, uh... I really didn't like him because I I was like, what are you doing this for? Like, you're giving her back her notebook. Okay, fine. Why are you still like 
I don't know. Why do you need to make this big thing about it? And like, I don't know. What what do you think that she wants? You don't ask her like what she wants. You just do yeah. what you, you assume is like what you think is the right thing. What you, what you think is going to make you feel better is yeah. what it seems like, you know? And like, stop pitying her. Like, she doesn't need your pity. She doesn't need you. You know, she has her own like support system. Maybe you don't know. You don't know what's going on in her life. Um, but if you want to be a friend, that's one thing. But like to be a friend, you got to be a friend, you know? Well, I think he does genuinely feel bad for her. You know, you do have to worry about the trappings of are you apologizing just so you don't feel bad and you can sleep easier at night? Mm-hmm. But you also, you know, maybe maybe it's a folly, but maybe you think that the other person will feel better mm-hmm. and that you think they deserve to feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one of the, the people I read who was deaf on Reddit and was explaining how they felt, they felt like the deaf character was one dimensional and they thought like, you know what? Everyone likes this movie because they're all hearing people yeah. and they identify with the hearing guy who has bullied people and is now feeling bad about it and trying to make up for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I don't necessarily think that's true. I th- I would have understand. Liked, I would have liked there to be more to her character a bit. Um, I think we kind of get there by the end, but I would have liked to see. I would have liked to get more out of her character and what she thinks, because like. We do get we we do get a lot of like the hearing people's perspective and we we get her perspective is we get much less of that, um, you know, and there are ways that you could show like what she's thinking um, without it having to be filtered through a hearing person. Um, yeah, at this point, it's very much about his healing process yeah. rather than hers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, th- I, th- I feel like maybe 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 we as an audience. I don't know. Maybe that was supposed to be a moment for us to kind of reflect on that because like for most of the movie, we, I mean, we're thinking about her and just in the fact that she was being bullied, but we're, we're thinking about him because we know that he is like depressed and suicidal. And so we, I don't, I think like you don't even really realize that she was also suicidal, but like, of course she is. If you're thinking about like, what's been going on with her. That, not, not, not of course, but like, like, I don't know. She has really low self-esteem. She sees herself as a burden. Like, of course she's depressed at least, you know? Yeah. Okay. So we need to move faster, I think. Okay. Because of time running out. But that, that, <laughs> that specific thing about her being suicidal or not was one of the things, one of the problems I have with this movie, because I will say I liked this movie. I did not love this movie. Mm. And I, I appreciate it more now reading about, things that I overlooked or a lot of things that were in the manga that apparently were cut out of here. Um, And yeah, that was my problem too, where I was like in the beginning in elementary school, I could understand why she was suicidal. Yeah. Later when she does make a suicide attempt, I was a little bit like that didn't feel earned. I was like, Mm. this is strange. It seems like everything is going great. And if it's not, I didn't feel like that was depicted at all to see why she was of that mindset. It just felt like a, well, that's after Uena talks to her and stuff. Yeah. I think there's still reason for I not that it could be one thing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I hear you too because yeah, I was also. I guess I just didn't record it in my memory. But anyway, we should just summarize kind of what happens next, which is that he stays friends with her. He knows that she feeds the koi fish in a particular stream, and so he meets with her there. And even though he has learned to not look people in the eye at this point, he sees himself as just sort of like 
a excommunicated outsider. Like he just is like, everyone hates me. I'm a useless piece of shit. I'm mm-hmm. just not going to acknowledge anyone. He helps out this one kid who's being bullied. He, you know, the, 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 someone is trying to jack his bike and he goes up to the bully and is like, why don't you just take my bike? And then this kid is like, I'm your best friend forever. He's the awkward chubby kid. Yeah. Who's apparently Giorno. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, this kid's like, I'm going to be your friend. And he's just like, oh, okay. At first I was like worried that that might not go well because like they didn't seem like they had a lot in common or they didn't seem like they like matched. Like I was worried he was just going to find this kid annoying and then he'd be like, oh, never mind. I'd be better. I'm better off alone. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And but then no, they ended up being like kind of good friends. And then uh, he starts to kind of build this social circle. The, the other person that he starts to kind of bring into his social circle is Sahara, mm-hmm. the girl who was interested in helping um, Shoko because, you know, he says, like, is there anyone you'd want to talk to from back then? And she says Sahara, which makes yeah, sense. And so the, he goes, the one girl who w- wanted to be nice and learn sign language. Yeah, and apparently now she's very pretty and tall. Yeah. And uh, I think the the movie ends with she's her... She's like into fashion and yeah, stuff. Yeah, she ends up being a model, I think. Oh. Uh, at some point. She goes to fashion school with some of the other girls. Uh, so you got to be nice to everybody, okay? Because they might grow up hot. That's the lesson <laughs> of this movie. It's the main theme. Okay. Anyway. Um, well, before you get too ahead, one thing that like you you skipped over was that um, remember he sold all his video games and he worked really hard. Oh, he had no. a bunch of money, yeah. and he gave that money to his mom. Um, the next morning, he you know I guess he decides not to actually kill himself that day, so he shows up to breakfast in the morning. His mom calls him to breakfast and stuff, and uh, she's like, "Oh, thanks for the money. You worked so hard with your part time job. Da da da. It's nice that you whatever whatever." And she's like. She says, uh, "What? What did she says? Something like, uh, were you planning on killing yourself <laughs> yesterday?'" Yeah. Well, she says, "So why did you try to kill yourself?" Uh, no, or she said, "Why didn't you kill yourself yesterday?" Or something like that. And so, like, he answers it, and she's like, "I knew it." She's like, "I knew." It. And she's like, "I don't want your whatever. Uh, I don't want your um, you know, suicide money or whatever." And so she she holds up the money under a lighter, under a lighter, and is like. But, you know, promise me that you're not going to try to, you're not going to attempt suicide anymore. You're not going to do or it. Or I'm going to burn this money. Or I'm going to burn this money that you worked hard for, that you sold your your possessions for. Um, and he's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. I promise, I promise, I promise I won't. So, uh, but then she accidentally burns it anyway. Yeah. Sucks. And I forget so, yeah. how much it is. It's It's like 1700 bucks or something though, right? Yeah. It's too much money to lose as a kid. I would have, if this were a movie about me, there would have been 20 minutes of me just being depressed about not having any money. You'd be more depressed than you were already. <laughs> yeah. I would just be like, everything sucks. This world is ridiculous. Um, yeah. So um, he, he brings in, he kind of like brings along uh, Sahara into her life and he's already got his own friend in this sort of misfit outcast kid uh, who's very funny and uh, to jump ahead well there's also yuzu we were introduced that's where i was gonna go we're introduced to a lot of characters yuzu is another character um at first we're not uh, sure of the uh like the the, this this kid is like pretty androgynous at first we think it's like a boy friend that is protective of her he he says that he's uh show ko's uh, boyfriend even though he looks like a little kid <laughs> like much when he, younger when he first says when she first says 
uh, hey, I'm her boyfriend. Oh, no, she said, she says, we're dating. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's gay. Like, I did not uh, think at all that, that, was, that a was a boy character. Oh, I thought it was a boy. And then later, yeah, the character says, after uh, Shoya is nice to her, she's like, by the way, I'm not a boy and I'm not dating Shoko. She's my older sister. Yeah. But that's like a way that she wanted to be protective of her was to be like, I'm her boyfriend, even yeah. though she's like four foot nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's supposed to. And, and she has her own baggage because she apparently uh, doesn't go to school. She just like is a delinquent and skips school all the time. Mm. And that also creates tension at home. Um, but what's funny is the friend Nagatsuka, the, the awkward chubby kid, keeps uh, being like... Because the sister is protective of Shoko and the, and aggressive towards Shoya, Nagatsuka is like, hey, boy, what's your problem? Are you like, you know, why are you, um, you know, putting your hands on my friend, you know, mm-hmm. my best friend, Shoya? Aww. And he keeps saying shonen. He keeps being like, boy, this, boy, that. And Shoya's like, they're actually not a boy. That's a girl. Mm. When they cut back over, Nagatsuka is across the street far away from both of them. And he's like, yeah, I, I knew that. But it's like he's clearly like freaked out and awkward. Yeah. Uh, that was a, a part where I laughed out loud. Mm. And I liked that. And then do we we also kind of bring in Kawaii, who was the class rep with the braids, who's like, I would never bully anyone. Yeah. And we bring in her handsome ikemen friend yeah whose name i don't have he was like minor like nobody cares about him yeah who cares about that guy <laughs> he's very minor apparently he's kawaii's crush i don't know okay um i thought who gives a shit i don't know i thought he was gay i think everyone's gay it turns out is what i'm learning about myself oh, i usually think people are gay i thought he was looking at shoya with bedroom eyes but okay i don't know um, so he tries to get all the old friends back together. He's like, "You need friends. Let me make you. Let me make you have some friends." He gets everybody together, including. Um, at this point, do we have Uen- Ueno. Ueno, yeah, I think we do. She's working at like a meow meow cafe or something. She's working at a cat cafe <laughs> called Meow Meow. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, and she's like embarrassed to see him at first, but then she. Kind she of, like st- as still as a fucking like uh, however many years later five years later or whatever as like a teenager she still wants to bully um shoko yeah still she's still a big bully i was i was a little weirded you'd, out by you'd, that you'd, I'm like, what think, are you doing? you'd think that like you'd grow up a bit and you'd stop doing that <laughs> yeah because she meets him at one point when he's with uh shoko and he's like and she's like oh she grabs her one fashionably red hearing aid because mm-hmm. uh, it looks really cool and she goes to throw it and he's like what are you doing and she's like i'm gonna throw her hearing aid around like we always used to and it's like how old are you yeah uh that doesn't happen thankfully but she continues to hang around but she's like a menace for like i think she does lose the hearing aid there really i don't think so i don't when did she get it back i wondered that too because they didn't show up but i thought we do see her with the same hearing aid later okay i assumed i don't know i yeah she she got a new one maybe she kept it but i i don't remember any like a uh, consequence of that and then like ueno is like a menace for like the back half of this movie i was like fuck ueno get out of here just go yeah, away who you invited suck. her why is everyone so nice to her too like she's clearly a bully she clearly sucks this movie could be called i'm sorry the movie or be nice to people who are shitty to you the movie but also like stop it's just a bunch of koichis stop bullies man like if, if you see somebody being a bully like get them the fuck away from kill them kill them no 
Get them the fuck away <laughs> from who they're bullying. If they're a child bully, you stop them from bullying and then you tell them get, like, why they, bullying they is bad. They needed to get a fucking restraining order against that girl because like Shoko was doing nothing, just like being a person in the yeah, world. But she's so she, when they were kids, she <laughs> was jealous. She was she was obsessed with Shoya. She had a crush on him. Yeah, and then felt like oh, all these bad things happened because of you. And then I think yeah. as a a older adolescent, a high schooler, I think she's jealous of yeah her now because she's a close friend of Shoya's. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's still like weird that even when they are at an amusement park and she goes up in the Ferris wheel because she wants to have a private talk mm-hmm. with Shoko and Dueno's like, look, I hate you and you hate me. And she's like, I don't hate you. <laughs> yeah, that was very sad. But she's like, I hate myself. I was yeah. like, ah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, her character, I was just like, she's not making amends or anything. Why are people hanging out with her? That was a little yeah. weird. I, I don't know why anybody was her friend. And I don't know why anybody was meaner to, to Shoya than to Ueno. Because she's like... This whole... Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go no. Go ahead. Uh, this whole like getting the band back together part was weird to me. I, I didn't like, like it. I didn't understand. It, it seemed weird. This we is we also, didn't need it. We didn't, she didn't so, need all these old people. That, so, like, like half of them are her bullies. That's, that's part of the thing. And, and Shoya knows that. Because so, he, he said it in class. He was like, you all bullied her too. Yeah, and that's where it kind of fed into the idea of it's like, does she really like this? Has anyone asked her about it? Mm-hmm. Or are you all just trying to feel better about yourselves? Mm-hmm. Here is what I read that I was like, okay, I like it a little bit better now. But in the manga, uh, I think it's Nagatsuka first, the, the, the little chubby boy with the afro. Yeah. I think it's just him and uh, Shoya are going to enter a movie making competition. They are like going to make a film for something in school. And they slowly recruit everyone else or they all other people oh. get interested and they get brought into the fold. So in when we were watching the movie the other night, I was kind of like, where is this movie going now? Mm. You know, and I was a little bit like it made the movie feel longer mm. to me. I got a little bored. I understand that they probably were worried about making it boring if they stopped to have this whole plot about like we have to set up the movie making thing and we have to think about how all the movie stuff is made or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. about who's going to do what and all those fun things. That's going to be too much. But for me, without that framing, I was like, what do they do? They just gather to feed fish. Um, mm. Hang out. Yeah, but I just was like, what's the plot? You know, no one's like, I have to get into this university. And ah, you no, know, I think the plot was just like, he's he's trying to not make himself feel so bad about it. And I'm hoping that by the end of it, he's going to learn that it's not about him. Um. And that's mostly it because it's about him. You yeah, know? I just I, <laughs> this that, movie that, is about him. That so. wasn't enough to really carry it for me. The only time that stakes were actually properly raised again was after he falls and goes into a coma. That's where it was interesting to see does he make it well, or not. Well, well, around this time we're we're hitting this just now. Um, there is a little bit of a conflict. There's a communication issue. She has her hair up in a ponytail, which I, I guess me when when a girl when a girl changes her hairstyle, apparently it's a big deal. I was wondering that if that's how, how you felt as a woman, because I was like, should you make this big a deal out of it? Um, I think putting your hair up in a ponytail shouldn't be a big. It's not a hairstyle. It's not a hair. It's not that spe- like you can like once a week you put your hair in a ponytail or so you know once a week you do you put your hair in braids or something. Usually, right. You didn't Although, get a Skrillex undercut. Maybe some girls are like, "No, I wear my hair to, hair in a braid every single day." You know, or I put my hair in a ponytail every single day. I put my hair in well, a bun point, every single point, day. The, I whip my hair back and forth. <laughs> the, but the point of this is just that, like, seeing a girl with her hair up in a ponytail is not like breaking news. 
I think if she always wears her hair the same way, then it might be like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, right. like, like if like this, this is actually like a really good example. I think like if you know a girl with like curly or wavy hair and like one day she comes to school with her hair straightened and everyone's like, oh, wow. You know, like everybody's wow. like, you did something to your hair, you know, like, right. Because it takes well, like, I guess, effort to like you know straighten or, or curl your hair. So and, well, the significance I think for her or if too you dye is, it or something like that's a big like yeah. oh you did something. The significance for her I think is mostly that she usually has her hair covering her ears and therefore her hearing aids uh, and maybe makes her feel protected and stuff. That's but it. But she puts her hair up, which is an that's odd, it, which oddly shows, confident thing to do. Yeah, it is confident. That's um, a good point. But like he doesn't really notice that as like an adolescent boy. But no, he, it is, does, he does notice. Well, he doesn't notice that in particular. He doesn't call that out. But he does say like, oh, her hair's in a ponytail. Like, what's that all about? What does that mean? <laughs> well, I think at first he doesn't comment on it. It's more that when Kawaii comes into class and her, she just didn't wash her hair that day or something and she didn't like style her hair because she ran out of time. Everyone's like, wow, look at your hair. And he asks someone like, is it a big deal? Like, does it mean anything that you have different hairstyle? Or how does it make you feel like, when people comment he, on he it? Said, he said, what does it mean? Um, but and <laughs> she was just like, girls change your hair for no reason. But anyway, um, she had her hair up in a ponytail and he sees her from afar. She's on the bridge like like and uh, so he kind of goes up to her. He's about to buy some bread for the for the fish. Um, he goes up to her. She has her hair in a ponytail. She has a gift for him. Um, so she gives him a gift. Um, and it's he doesn't really understand what it is. It looks like uh, like stick puppets or something. It's like um, cute little cats on sticks. Yeah. Um. And then she's like trying to tell him something and he doesn't really understand. This is a very funny scene. Yeah. It's heartbreaking too, I think, in my opinion, for me. Ah, they stay yeah. friends. <sighs> I mean. She tries to say. She tries to tell, she tries to confess to him that she likes him, but he doesn't understand what she's saying. He thinks that she's saying he's something about the moon right. because in Japanese, the word for if you like someone is ski. And the word for moon is ski. <laughs> They're not the same word. It one is like tsu ski, and the other one is ski, like just like an s sound. Whereas the uh, no, whereas no. with the moon is like t s u. Yeah, yeah, there's like a t in front. So like it's very very similar sounding. Um, well, what's what's double ironic about this? That's really funny. Yeah, is he th because she doesn't even sign it too. So, so yeah. she just wants to say it with her voice. Yeah, but. What's funny is that he goes, oh, the moon. And he's like, yeah, the moon is nice. Is that in Japan, there's this sort of poetic reason or expression that that some couples, they don't say I love you to each other. They didn't really have a, a means of expressing love linguistically. I mean, no, you can say like, I should, but nobody you know, says that because it's it's very direct. That's also a modern understanding of it. Like okay. in, in the early 20th century or whatever, there's this legend of like a guy has a Japanese, uh, an, an English speaking student, I think, who says like, I sue. And he translates that, you know, to mean like, mm -hmm. I love you. And the guy's like, no, we don't say that. And he's like, but what you could do is you could say the moon looks lovely uh, right now. And that's like a um, indirect way of saying I love you to a partner. Mm -hmm. And so you'll see that come up sometimes in uh, Japanese media or whatever. Where they say, Tsuki ga kirei desu ne, mm -hmm. which is you're, you know, you're walking with your lover and you're like, oh, look how pretty the moon is. But really you're being like, I love you. Mm -hmm. And so it's sort of funny that he almost accidentally reciprocates yeah. her feelings by being like, yeah, the moon is very nice. Yeah. Um, I thought this, I thought that was kind of funny. I know it's also sad. And I thought it was adorable when she just runs home, slams her face into the bed and just kicks her feet uh, in the yeah. bed. I loved her kicking her feet. That was yeah. very funny. And then her sister just being like, what's happening? 
But I was sad because he's I, he never knows. The movie ends and he never knows that she likes him. They're friends. It's they true. walk. They walk to school together. Who cares that they're friends? Yeah, Mark, she but likes she him. Never, she probably she tells him when. <laughs> when that when never happens. We don't that's school see year. it. That's school I want to see that. This that, 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 that's selfish. I wanted Jackie. to it's see that business. too. It's not your business. Well, it's what she I, wants too. Like, when do we get to like? <laughs> he just has like a stupid I, moment. Miles, the whole ahead. rest of the movie was like, if they don't end up together, this movie sucks. <laughs> they end up together in a way, and I'm sure they'll get they there. Don't. They both went through life and death experiences by the end of this movie. I'm sure they know how to express themselves. It's fine. No, they don't. Um, the, Mark, why won't you let me have this? I do, I, you don't get to have this because it doesn't matter what I want. The movie didn't show it. But that's what she wanted. You got to read the manga. She wanted him to understand her, and he never like revisits it. Maybe she it. changed her mind. He never is like, "What were you trying to tell me the other day?" Like he never tries to. Because he thinks he got the moon. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, the moon's cool, whatever." <laughs> but maybe she changed yeah. her mind too after she tries to kill herself, and then he almost dies. Yeah. And so I had problems with this because this is. What? Wait, what? Are you jumping okay, ahead? I'm jumping to where we got to jump to, which is that. No, wait. What? I don't want to jump there yet. What do you got? We've been recording for two hours. Okay, you talked about the roller coaster date. date. You talked about the Ferris wheel. Um, hold on, hold on. We're almost there, Mark. We're almost there. We're almost there. I was going to talk to his falling out with the other friends. Yes. Do you want to? Let's talk about that. Yeah, because this is where I'm like, I don't get this movie. What is happening? Okay. So what happens? So, um. Kawhi is like telling other like the other gang that he's a bully and like not everybody knows that because some of these people are newer um and so Shoya is like hey Kawhi stop telling everybody that I was bullying uh Shoko and Kawhi is like but you were bullying Shoko like like she's and then she like says like you haven't changed like you're fucking selfish like you're just worried about like what people think of you um and so he confronts her and then she just like uh, so and she just like calls him out and he's like well you know you were you bullied her too and then she starts to cry i never do that you know because she's a little fucking baby i don't know she just thinks that she's a good person and she could never be a bully but she like everybody's a bully um anyway and then and then um all the friends end up meeting up on a bridge and he kind of tells them all off He's like, because they, they all try to be like, you need to apologize and you are a shitty person. But maybe if you apologize, I'll forgive you. Kawhi says that to him. Like, maybe if you apologize to Shoko, I'll forgive you. And it's like, who are you? <laughs> who are you to forget? Like, you're not even, are you even Shoko's friend? Like, yeah. Anyway. And it's again, the self-obsessed thing. The, the, no one's asking Shoko, like, how, do you feel yeah. like he needs to apologize to you? Right. Does it matter? Like. Um, like, how do you feel about the situation? And so he Shoko? does this thing where he slinks down and he just insults everyone. He's like, you're self-obsessed. Yeah. Uh, Ueno, I forget the thing with Ueno was. I wrote it all down if you want me to find it, but we don't have a lot of time. Yeah. I he just kind of tells off all his friends. And then, but he somehow is still friends with Shoko. I thought the movie was going to move into her being like, you need to apologize to your friends because you just yeah. told them all off. And I don't really know what you guys were saying, but it seemed like nice everyone was upset. Had, it would be nice if they showed her having an opinion about yeah, something. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, and then they go he goes with he meets her family and manages to like reconcile and not he, get, it's basically it's just them now now he's like I'm gonna be your friend and I'm gonna hang out with you every day he meets her family like her mom doesn't try you know tries to kick him out but stays there and they go to the fireworks festival so we get that classic festival yukata scene seeing her and her the grandma dies in family. the middle of the this the grandma dies the grandma dies before the fireworks okay sorry um, sorry grandma 
And they- um, and there's also like a moment here. Yuz- Yuzu and and her grandma are talking, and they're talking. And the grandma's kind of uh, the grandma's like, "You need to do more for yourself. Like you need to take care of yourself, and you need to do you know do things for your own life. Like instead of making every instead of doing every everything you do being about um, Shoko." And Yuzu tells the grandma the same thing, and she's like, "Well, I'm doing it." For, and the grandma's like, "I'm doing it for me." And Yuzu's like, "Me too." And I like that moment. I thought it was a good moment where it's like, "Yeah, you got to remember to take care of yourself and don't just like do everything for like another person." Does she mention that you should go to school? Does she say that to you? I think I think so. Yeah, that might be why Yuzu is going back to school later in the movie too. Uh, because her grandma said something. Yeah, and then she yeah. died. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want someone to do something, do it right before you pass away. <laughs> Tell, tell, give somebody advice and then pass away. Yeah, then they're like, shit, I got to do that thing. <laughs> like, that was um, our last conversation. God damn it. So he goes with them to the festival. And this whole time, I didn't really feel like Shoko was like seeming depressed about his friends not being around or about it only being the two of them. And then in the middle of the fireworks festival, she's like, I got to go. I'm going to walk home. And then her mom and her sister come back to Shoya and they're like, where'd she go? And uh, then they're like, oh, can you get the camera? It's in our house, I guess. I don't know why. Yeah, so he goes back to their house to get the camera. And this is where, this whole scene to me, it just, it felt very gimmicky. Very. This is where I was a little bit like, this is exploitative of the whole suicide thingy, was he goes back there and they show her like on the balcony and she's climbing up to stand it's on it. It's very dramatic. There's fireworks going off because it's some kind of festival. Um, <laughs> uh, and he's running in there and like he's trying to reach her. He's calling her name, but she can't hear him because she's deaf and there's fireworks. Yeah. He falls and we keep like looking at her and we're like, ah. no, like he goes like, yes, yeah, she falls. She she jumps and then he. No, 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 no. First, oh. he falls down in the room like a dumbass. Oh, yeah. He so he can't even get room. to the sliding door to pull it open and be like, get the fuck off there. Like, give me your hand and pull you off. He falls. So they really drag out this whole like, is she going to do it? They have the curtain billow behind her. And then the curtain dies down and you see that she did jump off. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, fine. Fuck, fuck you, movie. Whatever you're going to do, fine. But like, fuck oh, you for having her kill herself. I, I didn't and feel then, that way. And then he's over the balcony holding her. And I'm just like, this movie keeps trying to, it's like a will they, won't they kill themselves. It's like what this <laughs> this movie is like. And it, it's, it, I was just felt like it was really fucking annoying to do that. And then he manages. I think I thought it was a. I thought it was a good dramatic moment. I, I disagree. A, a I thought it. I, I thought it was well done. And then he pulls her up, and she manages to like start using her other hand because she wants to live. Or yeah, whatever. like that's a sign that she wants to like. Right. She tries to pull herself up too. But then in pulling her all the way up, he then falls off. So he saves her and sacrifices himself. Like, and apparently he falls into into water. I didn't see that in that shot. I thought he hit grass. I thought he touched grass, motherfucker. No, he fell into the same river with where the koi is, I think. Of course. Mm-hmm. Right into the koi pond. And then he's later rescued by two... We don't see this, but we're told that he's rescued by two of the kids that he used to be friends with yeah. and bully Shoko with, but then they excommunicated him. Mm-hmm. Shimada that and... That was random. Something yeah. else. Yeah, it was like this movie just really wanted to be to let you know, like, people who were shitty to you can be nice also. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I felt like this was a cheap plot device kind of thing of just like, I don't know why she would still want to kill herself at that point. I mean, obviously I, I, you I don't get, know. I get it. I get it. Why? She still saw herself as, a so like, Ueno, Ueno basically tells her that she's like a burden to, to Shoya and she believes it. She believes that, and she tells him, she tells him like right before that, like that day or the day before, she tells Shoya like uh, Shoko tells Shoya, you're never going to be um, happy with me. Happy right? with yeah, me. Yeah, okay, I remember like, that. 
And also, I don't really understand this comment, but he also says, I don't know if he's, I don't think he says it to her, but he says like, I'm not going to be able to get out of this. And I don't know what he means by that. But this was like when he was like, oh, I need to see her every day. But I I think it's almost like, I think he was seeing her every day, not because he actually wanted to be her friend and hang out with her every day. I think that he was seeing her every day still because he felt bad. And it was like his way, he like his atoning for like what he did, you know? So it's like, I need to prove, to, I need to make her happy. I need to prove to her that she's not a burden by hanging out with her a bunch, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. But anyway, in, in terms of her, like, I think that, you know, they had a nice moment with the fireworks and he was happy with that. I mean, she was happy with that, but I think that, and like maybe to her, that was like, this is a good time to, this is a good time to end it. Like I'm a burden on my family. I'm a burden on, mm. you know, him. I see, like, I see, I see. And I had a, a nice moment with fireworks. Like, I think now it's like, yeah. th- I'm happy. This is a good That's time to do it. That's another theme of this movie is that if you try to kill yourself. It has to be fireworks. No, they don't, they, you can't do it <laughs> on fireworks. Oh, okay. You get scared by them like he did. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I'm distracted. I didn't know what I was going to do up here. Or you're like her and someone might save you because they know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't do not do that. But uh, Miles, what were you going to say? Yeah, there's nothing in the movie to support why she would feel guilty about him. I, I just think like she must have noticed that he had a bunch of friends and mm-hmm. then didn't have them anymore. Like that may have contributed to it too. She says that later. She says it later when he's in the hospital. She's like, I'm going to, I, I want to. She she blames herself also for him losing friends on that bridge, and she says that like, and that's why she goes and she talks to everybody to like kind of bring everybody back together. Yeah, I just it, it, they just since they didn't really show her perspective on stuff too often, it was a yeah. little bit hard for me to buy that. It felt because it felt like again you explaining it, I'm like okay, I guess I can see that. It just didn't really feel earned as depicted. I don't think it was. I think that this movie really lacked her perspective, and I think that you have to be like super empathetic and like like really you like be an ba- empath but no but <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not i'm not like uh look at me i'm so empathetic but like i had to reread my notes to like understand what happened in that movie yeah. like i re- i reread like before doing this podcast and i usually don't reread my notes um but i did for this one i, I just went through my notes um to, to like kind of think about what what i wanted to talk about and that like made it clear like kind of if you start if you already know how it ends and then you wa- like think about the beginning again and what they did in middle school and stuff and like all of that like it kind of and you also think about her perspective like what is she thinking like you can kind of fill that in afterwards but i think it's like a second watch type of thing you know like the first time you watch it you really don't know why why she's doing it. i just felt like outside of her being bullied in the beginning and and like there's something where she's covered in where she's wet from being in the fountain she says to her sister i want to die uh just like in this case we didn't really see her being depressed at all so it and again, I know in real life you don't know what someone's going through. Well, well, but it's I, a movie, and I wanted to. I think it another felt s- out of nowhere. So to me, it felt like a device because I was just like, "Oh, right, they both have to try and kill themselves. They have similar names. There's fireworks. There's like this duality thing." I think another sign that she was depressed is that she kept reading, rereading the the book where mostly people are bullying her. <laughs> like, and there weren't a lot of people being nice in in mm. the book where they wrote to her and stuff. You know, um, I think if you reread it, you're just like, "Wow, everybody hates me." Um, but no, I think like I think you're I think there's like okay, it wasn't earned, but I think at the same time like I think all the signs were there. I think it's one of those things where like the signs are there and the audience didn't really 
pay attention to them. And so like if you're surprised by it, it's 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 kind of showing you that you don't always know. Like you don't always know what's going through somebody and if you're not looking out for it you might miss the signs maybe but i think the sign i think there were signs there that feels a little too big brain for me but (laughs) because i'm more likely to just be like they must have left other shit out um well also for a while i didn't understand why he was like suicidal oh i get it but i I know i didn't get it at i didn't get it for a while but now i I thought the movie well i thought the movie did show it even though it doesn't show him being depressed you know and doing the things that depressed people do which is really just be at home and try to stay home cry yeah uh, stare into space and just yeah. like not leave the room and yeah things like that. and just not want to do anything like you're in bed all day some or just tip- like just some sitting in a chair signs, all day but it's yeah. like he as a kid has been it's been explained to him why he was such a piece of shit and now mm-hmm. he's like a piece of shit that that everyone blames yeah and he's like ostracized and like pushed away from all of yeah his friend he has so no friends yeah and he thinks he deserves it so yeah it makes right. maybe some sense. i now i think you say it's too big brain but it kind of just clicked for me because like he was so self-absorbed in his own healing that he did not notice that she was going through something on her own and like because we're seeing this through his eyes neither Mm. did we Hmm. that's it like that's it like he was there trying to he was hanging out with her every single day and he had no idea you know i guess but then the the movie doesn't resolve that by kind of cluing her no, the movie in. does resolve it, and I'll, we'll get there. Okay. It doesn't resolve, I mean... Because then, now he's in a coma, and I thought, I was like, if he's going to wake up from this coma and also have a disability now, I was like, like there's this mm. real duality thing. I was like, that's going to be, I don't know if I'm going to like that less or more, but it was just going to be too poetic and too movie for me. Uh, so instead, they go with a different movie device where she's real sad and yells real loud, and he wakes up. Um, <laughs> I, okay. It's supposed to be, I know it's supposed to be like a poetic co- coincidence. Yeah. Thing, but... Uh, but that's what happens and then what he says on the bridge like that's when he stops sucking for me <laughs> like in terms of like how how he is towards her because i think like until he wakes up like everything before that he was being selfish and then when he goes on the bridge and he talks he tells her he tells her that he gets it and he's just like he he he, he admits that he like he realizes that he was being he was just being self-absorbed and thinking about him and thinking about his guilt and thinking about like and not not thinking about her and like that's like what he says like he and he apologizes to her for real finally he apologizes to her not just for being a bully in elementary school but for everything that happened after that um but then she also apologizes because she still hates herself i don't know she didn't really do anything um see because you don't really know you don't really understand her motivations I think it's just like a very it's unfortunately it's a very just kind of like she hates herself. Again, and, though, the manga you know, has scenes where you understood the the mom was a little bit more I don't know if I'd say abusive, mm, but she was way more like guilt inducing, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's abusive. It's a, a, emotionally abusive. It yeah, sounds like. Yeah. I don't know why I'm hesitating to condemn a fictional character. Yeah. Uh but yeah, in the movie it just seemed more like her mom was fierce because everyone was mean to her daughter rather than it's like well, you also were mean to your daughter a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. The movie can't get to everything, but also, so then while he's in a coma, she tries to go around to everyone that was insulted on the bridge that day, or everyone that was part of the friends group, right, Jackie? Mm-hmm. Something like that. She just gets them all together. I yeah, I don't remember what exactly that's about. She just wants to get them all together so that they're all friends and like and and. And then he goes back to school and everybody's like excited to see him and they have like gifts for him and stuff, including the like thousand crane 
uh, paper cranes, which is like a good luck thing that you make yeah. for somebody. And but that was there was this weird moment where Sahara is like, I'm sorry, I couldn't change or something. And it kind of makes sense because all the character, well, a lot of the characters do change. He changes. Maybe she changes Shoko. Maybe she does. Uh, mm-hmm. Her younger sister changes. I think she starts going back to school. Yeah. Ueno learns a little bit of sign language and seems like she's still going to be. That was great. I when she's just like, Ueno, Ueno fucking learns how to call her Baka in fucking sign language. <laughs> um, she's still going to be a little shithead, but she's going to be at least able to sign she's it out. She's like, at least I, she's like, I want to insult you in the fucking language that you understand <laughs> like i want to make sure you understand when i insult you which is better that's an improvement but you know but like because otherwise she was insulting her and like it was like all the hearing people heard it you know what i mean so yeah. it's, it's if you're gonna insult her do it to her face damn it um but yeah there was just something where like sahara was like i'm sorry i couldn't change and the only thing that she's really faulted is when uh shoya is being a dick and like accusing people is he's like you you're just gonna abandon her again when it was like no, she let, let me let me she let me tell you let me tell you why Sahara sucks. I'll tell you because she didn't say anything about it. She was like she was. I think she was too afraid. Like so, she's transferring out. She's this girl's only friend. This girl's being bullied. She's a loner. She doesn't have any friends, and she just disappears without saying anything. I think that she she didn't want to like. I think she was like afraid of like having like a tearful goodbye or like you know letting this girl know that like you know I'm I'm leaving and now you're going to be alone again like she didn't want to see that reaction she didn't want to be you know she she just didn't want that and so she just like it's easier just to leave you know and not say anything I guess but what but that sucks because now this now it's like my friend just disappeared and I don't know why and of course the bullies say that it's because of you you know you made her leave or something um and maybe she that is a little undercooked though yeah like because my this this second time around i was just like she had to transfer you know because we didn't know that she didn't say bye or anything like that no we did no we didn't did we what well i I guess we don't know no but like the this the students were all like oh yeah she disappeared because of you You yeah i thought they just were using a dramatic verb I thought okay. they were just calling it disappeared when she transferred or something. Okay. And you never know. Maybe they, you know, the parents had to move quickly or something. You know, who knows why they, that a kid wouldn't say something. Kids don't always know their, the impacts of their actions. And the point is she was nice to her mm-hmm. and she had to leave because her family was leaving. And then, yeah, I don't remember her being like, oh, I couldn't change. I'm like, did she abandon her as an adult? She just seems like she was a nice person. So I don't know if we're missing more of her story as well. Yeah, I don't know. Is it does she not talk to her while Shoya's in the hospital? Is that the deal? She should have been Shoko's friend directly instead of having Shoya. I don't. I don't know. I didn't quite get it. Um. Anyway, eventually though, yeah, she is really sad and uh, she has a dream about him dying or something, and mm-hmm. she goes to the bridge where where all the fish are. The fish are clearly bored and they just want bread. But she breaks down and like scream cries and he wakes up in the hospital and for a minute his voice is affected. And that's where I was like, did you guys hear that? He like he calls out for his mom or something and his voice mm-hmm. is like distorted in a way where I was like, did he lose some kind of speech? Oh, no, I didn't capability? notice that. But no, then he's he able he's somehow able to walk multiple blocks to the bridge. He break, you know, he, he kneels down and they talk to each other. He still doesn't say all the stuff that I wish he would say. But I, he does I, say sorry. It was, it was better. Yeah. Um. And then it ends with them with with yeah the 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 friends we seem like they're he, changing he, and they're, he, they're he back says for to her, him. I quoted this. I quoted this. He says to her on the bridge. He says, "I understood you in ways that were convenient for me." 
And I think that that's like he gets it, you know. So like, that's a good good thing to recognize, yeah. Yeah, like like because he all he all, he didn't recognize that she was like depressed and shit, you know. And I he, guess I didn't realize he, he underst- was talking about recent times. I thought he was just talking about childhood. No, okay. he he because he because he says I'm sorry. Cause when he apologizes, he said I'm I'm sorry for, you know, what happened before, but also what happened after that. Like right, yeah, yeah. He does so, say that. Okay. Um, he's like I hurt you and um. You know, he he says I didn't change, and that's why you fell, and it's my fault. Um, I think that's him saying that, right? Not her. Um, maybe it is her saying that. One of them says I didn't change, and that's why you fell, and it's my fault. Maybe it's her that says that. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, realizing that killing yourself is also a huge burden on people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not one of these like, why would you commit suicide? People, not one of these people who curses people who die or whatever. I don't like when people do that either. Mm. But. Uh, you know, if you're going to be calculated and be like, I'm a burden to people. Well, you know, suicide is also a big deal. Well, you 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 kind of outwit. You're like, well, you know, that's like temporary, but then I'm gone. And then I don't. Right. That's then, what you think in the moment. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, but yeah, and, this, and, is her, and, this is her making the right cho- choice to realize that 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 you trying to do something like that, uh, you know is a big deal and puts a weight on other people's shoulders. Yeah. And he's, he says that he thought about doing the same thing, but he realized it wasn't worth dying over. And he tells her, I want you to help me live. So still about him, I guess, but like, cause really they should help each other live. Yeah. Is it, is it not reflected? Does he not say, I want to help you live or vice? She I don't think so. So it still feels a little bit selfish, but at least he's like recognizing her as like a person and not like somebody to use to make himself feel better miles do you have something you were gonna say uh if this movie succeeds i think it's in that sense like as a way of portraying that like it is worth being alive Mm. um like it could have been like that message can be really delivered in a really corny way but i i I don't think this did that Mm. it didn't it was nice at showing that like if you're nice to people things can be nice you know, like he's nice to his mom and mm-hmm. she's like hugs him and, you know, is like, you know, just really thankful that he like worked hard mm-hmm. to get money for her and stuff. And uh, that awkward kid is like really nice and wants to be his friend and stand up for him uh, because he stood in for him. He didn't have to beat up the bully or anything. He was just like, oh, I'll take the hit. And he gets his bike back. Yeah, actually. Being nice doesn't always because, I mean, Shoko was also really nice and all her bullies like hated her more for it it's true but it's better for him to be nice than to bully other people well yeah <laughs> i'm saying that i don't know yeah that, that could be something to think about that it's well, like would you rather live a life where you bully people and then it could well, get flipped on you he wasn't depressed when he was a bully he was depressed when he was being bullied basically right but he reaped what he sowed you know what i mean mm-hmm. he was like, a bully what he, and what that he came doing, back to bite what he him. was doing to her came back to him yeah and he and he like and then and maybe he that, realized that being bullied sucks because it happened yeah and i think that's what made him realize that like he's he sucks <laughs> and yeah. like that's and that's what made him feel guilty and stuff like but, I yeah think he, he just didn't, didn't know how to he apply didn't really, the he didn't fix. really he didn't really get it yeah yeah um so yeah and then it ends with you know all the friends together going to some school festival thing together or is it the day for the aged or some 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 japanese holiday I don't yeah. know, day of carp and he uh cries out in the middle of everyone nobody else was there though he didn't go with his friends he was alone wasn't he he no. was alone in a crowd wasn't he alone in a crowd no he no he met up with all of his friends they oh were, yeah they, they were, were there right, he, right. he, he, the, he like them. lets them go ahead while he just sits there in the moment and okay. thinks about it and yeah, cries yeah, yeah. like a biatch no, no. Uh, i'm kidding it's 
fine. It's good to be emotional. Maybe maybe don't just cry openly without covering your face in a crowd. I think that would make people uh, nervous and upset. Mm. But, you know, it's good to feel things. You know? I didn't really understand the ending. What does it mean? He has friends now? Oh. Well, one thing we didn't talk about was that he sees the world with X's over oh, everyone's yeah. faces. Because, like, he, he, he just... I guess like he he doesn't want people to see him. He doesn't see people. And yeah, he doesn't end, he doesn't engage with them. In this moment, all of those X's fall off, and he sort of sees the world again. It's the coming of age day, so, right? It's coming of age day, which is perfect for the movie. Is they are all coming yeah. of age? Yeah. I think it's like continuing on the message that like like no matter how shitty you are, you can be you can redeem yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you are alive. Yeah. You can't redeem yourself by killing yourself and just giving people a bunch of money and saying nice things, trying to give them bread. You can just live. Just <laughs> Are you live talking better. about the coin, the the koi fish now? No, but like you know, part bread. part of his thing before dying was he'd go visit her, right? That was part of his bread, thing. Yeah, and then he for realizes, oh, I can also give her bread when he decides not to kill himself. But so I think I I was really. I, I was really impressed with this movie after first seeing it. I think like listening to you guys and hearing all like sort of the things it doesn't get right has been eye opening, but I still think this is like something kids should see. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's, I think with a lot of things, like I think that, I think that anything that deals with something like this should be seen by young kids not young you know like teenagers whatever middle school kids and also discussed like because i think like just watching a movie like different different people are going to get different things out of it but like i think that you know like we all got different things out of this movie you know but like having a discussion about it you can kind of understand different people and different perspectives and different things yeah it covers a few different teen or children or social issues it's not just about being a bully or being deaf or not it's a few things um, one thing, by the way, I, I forgot to mention was I, I talked about that politician in Japan who's deaf and said that, oh, I feel like everyone should see this. I think she also said that when she saw this movie, it had captions, mm-hmm. which she felt like was a rare thing in Japan. And I do know that we've been to movies where they have captions on like the back of the theater. And if you wear special glasses, yeah, they're reflected into the glasses. So it's like they don't obscure the movie for those who don't need subtitles. But for those who do, you can still see them. And I think this is the kind of thing where a movie like this comes out and some people maybe dabble with sign language or some theaters are like, oh, and we'll do closed captions or whatever. But, you know, it's the kind of thing where you hope it's not just a flash. You know, you hope that that it can create like a permanent change mm-hmm. or a sustained change mm-hmm. um, and that they'll like think more about accessibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll think more about uh, how you treat other people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, this is like another one of those works where I think more about deafness and language and stuff. So that's cool. I like that. Miles, you you had said that like this movie like really like hit you hard at the end. Um I'm curious to to know like how how it made you feel and like what what your kind of reaction to it was when you first saw it. It hit me hard throughout, like especially the beginning stuff. It's the just beginning like a was reminder hard. of like mm. it's like just how shitty school is. Um I was kind of like, uh, I was like, this movie will probably, like, I will be shocked if this movie doesn't make me cry. And mm. it didn't make me cry. Mm. Uh, 
but it was it was just a really hard movie uh i think i was be- i think because it was such a roller coaster like i was very worried that they were going to kill uh the girl mm. if that had happened i would have been very very mad but it was still like it's still very much like it was a hard watch yeah i thought the first half was definitely and i knew a hard that going too. into it yeah you knew that going yeah. into it i don't think this is a sad movie overall though is that weird to say am i being too ending dependent but like this like movie's happy, an optimistic kind of movie it has a happy ending i guess it just features some very sad stuff. It's a stuff. positive message. It just like it tugs you around the whole yeah. time. Like I, like I was like for a lot of the movie. Yeah. And I guess all movies that feature these sort of deep themes, they're all exploitative to some degree. They want you to feel something and they'll mm-hmm. use extreme things to do it. Um Yeah. But it was just That's what I wasn't sure of at the end. I was like, am I being manipulated or mm-hmm. Right. And this is where is this, a film is this fine. Like a film teacher would be like, you're always being manipulated. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. Th- that's the whole point. But it, I just didn't like someone poetically trying to kill themselves and you pull them up and that hurts you. It's like, it's a little too perfect in that regard. But it wasn't as. It was, a, I thought it was a good dramatic moment. It wouldn't be, I wouldn't call it exploitative. I just thought maybe it, it towed that line a little bit. Mm. But that's okay. You can do that. Yeah. That's good. Um anyway. I would have I I think it would have been better if we got more of uh Shoko and if at some point she there was an actual a proper confession confession and he knew where what how she felt about him. And I want I want to know how he feels about I wanted her. A full sex does he scene. does he like her? Come on. Does oh. he like her or does he just see her as a friend? I guess he just sees her as a friend. I think he likes her. You think he likes her? I think he just sees her as a friend. He better like her else he's wasting She's her so fucking cute. time. <laughs> <laughs> you can have fr- you can be friends. Well then you got to tell them. Learn how to sign it's not you it's me or something. Cuz the, the thing they they were hanging out every single day. Like yeah. every single day. You don't if you if he didn't like her then yeah. But he's like a boy so if she tells him he might be like what? <laughs> he just does, has <laughs> well, no boys idea. Boys don't get it. <laughs> uh Jackie I wanted to ask so this movie was like directed by a woman and written by a woman. Oh. I think the manga's written by a woman as well. But it did this thing they do in anime sometimes where when Sahara and uh Shoko <laughs> reunite Sahara's like, oh, you've gone up a few. I also wanted to ask this. <laughs> really? She's like, oh, you've gone up a few cup sizes or whatever. And she like offers to like look at her boobs. I don't know if she does. She, she, offer she to wants, touch them. She wants to grab them. She's and, like, oh, let me see. <laughs> does this happen with girls? Do they maybe, maybe in Japan? I don't know. Yeah. Right. Is it a Japan thing? No, I don't. I. I ever reunite with a friend and ask about their boobs. I think like maybe somebody would. I don't know. People are different and weird. Maybe a girl would say, oh, you want to touch them? But like, that's never happened to me. <laughs> but I could see that happening because girls, mean... girls are more open with each other. But would they comment on it? Like, forget the touching part. Would they be like, your boobs got bigger? Oh, yeah. Girls talk about each other's boobs to each other. Oh, yeah. You'll okay. say like, oh, your boobs look really big. <laughs> that's funny. Like, or or like you, you'll wear like a tight fitted shirt and then like someone will be like, oh, your boobs are big. <laughs> like, funny. oh, you got big boobs. Ah, oh, you always hide them because you wear baggy clothes. Like people will, people will point it out. Not everybody. It's like, a, it's, it's like how I always point out 
like mark your dick is really <laughs> yeah big. well that's why i wear clothes to highlight it when we hang out different personalities you know like i might i might notice it but not say it to someone and all my life i, I wouldn't yes. i wouldn't say to someone you have big tits or whatever yeah but you got a jumbo set of i've cans. been i've been with a group of girls where people will comment on each like on each other's bodies and it's like fine okay it would make sense sometimes it's like an obvious difference where you're like hmm yeah. Where'd those come from? But as a man, you're kind of like, hello, how are you today? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, maybe in this situation, you like in the intervening years since you saw each other, you both have gone through puberty. That's true. Like, like, wow, yeah. I haven't seen you in a while. Look at you. Your tits are huge. Amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where if I didn't, if I didn't ask this kind of thing where I might, or if I thought it was directed by men and stuff, because I have seen stuff that's like helmed by men where I'm kind of like, you just put this in there so you could talk about tits for a minute, or we could imagine <laughs> girls feeling each other's tits or something. But I was like, oh, this is all women, so. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really, like, further the plot. So <laughs> I don't know why it's in there. But I don't know. It's yeah. just, like, a funny moment, I guess. Why not? Well, I think it's an excuse for him to get up and leave. I yeah. Don't know if, I don't know if that leads to anything. But Yeah. Yeah, he does get up and leave. Uh, He's like, I should leave you guys alone. <laughs> two random things, if I can. I just want to wrap it up. Okay, okay. One thing real fast that pissed me off was that, what's her name? Yuzuki? The the little? the Yuzu. Yuzu. Yuzu something. Uh, she's drinking something out of a box that says milk on it in English, and the <laughs> subtitle said milk, and I uh, was like, thanks. I didn't like that. <laughs> the other thing is that there's a part of the soundtrack, It's uh, there's a lot of piano, and I was noticing that as someone who used to play piano, Miles, I don't know if you noticed this as well, but the soundtrack, you could hear all the mechanics of the piano, like you could hear the keys being lifted back into place and stuff, you know? Mm. Like it was a very noisy thing, and apparently they put the mic inside the piano oh. uh, on purpose so that the sound... So that like the actual piano sound would be a little bit muffled because it's not really being heard the way that you normally would hear a piano. Um, da, 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 da. Let's see. And and the mechanic noises are emphasized kind of, I guess, like to let you know that like everything being touched has like a vibration to it and stuff. And the uh, composer said they did this on purpose to kind of emulate a Shoko's perspective. Mm. You know, that sound is muffled. It's harder mm. to hear but you kind of feel everything because they do twice. They, they mirror it in this movie when he first confronts her after uh, they've grown up and he's like chasing her because she runs away. She's leaning down and has her hand on the railing. And when he touches it, they cut to her hand. And so you know that she mm-hmm. feels it because mm-hmm. she can't hear him running or anything. Yeah. And at the end, when he gets out of the hospital and finds her on the carp on the koi bridge, he does the same thing. He puts his hand on the railing and she's like, oh, he's here. Yeah. You know, so that was interesting. They kind of point out that thing that that maybe deaf people pay more attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, overall, I like this movie and and uh, I think you guys have uh, defended it well and maybe I like it more from talking to you two. Yes. You lose. But I <laughs> might still say your name is better. It didn't need to be said, Mark. No one needed to put yeah, them up no against each other. no one needed to compare them. It doesn't matter. But no. uh, there's a third movie that people... I also think like... I think I like this better. Oh. I'm not going to answer. Okay. Because I don't, I don't think it should... I don't think that they should be compared. I think they're both great movies and you should watch them both. But um, I also think that like... Depending on how much you relate to these characters or like if, you know, how close to home these issues hit you... Um, I don't know. This could be like a like a personal experience for somebody. While like watching the movie, if you like really feel it, like feel a connection to it, like yeah. Um, 
So like I personally didn't feel that, but I think it's a better movie if it like re- if something resonates with you, you know, if like you see yourself in one of the characters or if like you've de- dealt with bullying or if you've been a bully and you've you've regretted it, you know, like or whatever, you know, or or um you've dealt with depression, or, like all the different themes in this movie, like um I think that because it handled those themes really well, I think it um it makes it it makes it a very likable movie if you if it resonates with you in that way so um that's just the thing that i want to say okay for for the people out mostly for the people out there who were like i love this movie so much it made me cry it like you know i i relate to it and blah 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 blah. and then mark's over here like i didn't like the movie i didn't think it was well done or whatever <laughs> i mean hey the, the stuff in the beginning with her was was definitely like i was like oh this could be real and yeah you know, is, is familiar yeah. of of school day stuff and was was hard to to uh and bullying is fucking real and it's like and i and they made it like also like realistic too not like it's not like the kids are just monsters. Like they're not just evil children. Right. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, like oh yeah, this is what this is what kids do because they're not really thinking. They're not really thinking like past like the first step of like yeah. this is weird. <laughs> the, yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna say it. <laughs> uh, or they're jealous and stuff, and, and yeah, and, or it becomes and kids normal. don't even really know what they're feeling either right. when you're when yeah. you're that young. You're not even really thinking. You're just like reacting. You're just reacting to things, and you're hurting people, and you like you're just you know but you're hurt as well in different ways yeah and it, it made me more interested in the possibility of reading the manga it's seven volumes so it's not very long mm. or anything and yeah i got it we got to see kaon i think that was it oh yeah yeah and uh someone kept pitching and it shows up on my feed a lot there's a viral video of like a therapist reacting to this movie it's called like therapist reacts to blah 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 blah. Yeah, it's got like a million and a half views. But we haven't seen it. I, I didn't want us to watch it. I how how long is the therapist video? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Probably probably fucking long. Any movie, any like viral video now is like a video essay of someone rambling for fifteen minutes at least. Okay. Um, that felt unnecessary. Not as long as this podcast, though. Not as yeah. long as this podcast, but that's that's how they like it. It's a uh, fucking twenty three minutes long. Damn. Okay. Um. <laughs> Someone posted it on Reddit and one of the comments is fuck react videos. Anyway, Damn. So yeah, maybe we'll watch that if anybody was thinking of being like, you should watch this video. We're gonna do it probably. Anyway, if you have thoughts, feelings. Oh, you know what? One last positive note. I did also read uh, a deaf girl who watched this movie and said she loved it and cried and felt like I know exactly what this character is going through mm. and stuff. So Damn. even if we felt like she wasn't fleshed out for people who maybe relate closely they don't need it to be fleshed out they just yeah because they feel it because they get it they're like i know exactly I know, I know what this is <laughs> but anyway uh if you have uh thoughts or questions uh or want to talk about jojo you can write to jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com you can also reach us on twitter we are at jjb pod and of course you can support the show by going to patreon.com slash jjb pod um do you want to know what's up next folks Sure. Sure. Sure you do. We will be watching an anime next week called From the New World. The first three episodes of From the New World, which is on Crunchyroll or VRV. Folks, have a good week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
Thank mm-hmm. you.